Say, this a podcast for the vibe you want, so go and tell your squad about us, the mic's still on. I say, this a podcast for the vibe you want, so go and tell your squad about us, the mic's still on. Uh. You're listening to the Is The Mic Still On podcast, recorded live at Daddy's Studios here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you guys for listening and showing up every week. Um, if you guys are listening to the show, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps uh, boost and promote the show. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. To join other listeners of the It's the Mike Stallone podcast, you can go to our Instagram account, click on the link in the profile, and it will pull up our link tree that has a list of all of our communities on Reddit, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, the last episode... Definitely generated a lot of uh, responses on uh, Reddit, like 60 comments. Damn. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read through them all. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> definitely really. Uh, what you do, Mike? Interesting. No, it was you. No, it's me listening to y'all and not double checking shit as usual. So that's what I'm going to start doing from listen now on. Us and not double checking mm-hmm. shit. Y'all be telling me shit and just like leaving out major details. And then I'd be like, blah, 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 like I do. And then just be wrong as fuck. Hmm. But then I get blamed for the wrongness when it's really y'all being wrong and just, you know, leading mm-hmm. me astray. Yeah. So. It's hmm. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> mainly, mainly, mainly uh, Ken and Huey led me astray last week. Oh, what man. We all have a role to play. Yeah, I see. <laughs> the, the setup kings. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Q, like, all right. <laughs> but you can yeah. read it. I think they, you know. I even got a text. Shout what? Out, shout out. Shout out. The homie Adon Bean. Oh, he's like, yo, Adon yo. Hit you? We, were, we were just going back and forth, and I was like, he's like, yeah, you finna get, you finna get facts only, and I'm like, Ooh. I know, bro, I know, I'm finna get well, facts I'll, only. I'll be curious to, to hear this. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> mm. um, so the show is broken up into four parts. Actually, it's kind of five, but we have a word of the day. We have a which we've been really, really terrible at, by the way. Oh yeah, we didn't um, do it last week, did we? We did it. We, we just did. don't have used the word. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so maybe we need to time, have. So she'll, for sure, probably use it. Yeah, maybe we need to have <laughs> something on the wall somewhere. Maybe like on easy, the TV. Easy money. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we do facts only, which we were just discussing. Topics. Uh, now everybody brings something to discuss. Common commentary, and then we jump into past the mic, into the past the mic segment. Um, this week is going to be a little bit different because Mike put a call out for white people to send in. Um, <laughs> Their examples or the reasons why they use the N word. So we got uh, a couple of emails about that. Shout out to all my white niggas. <laughs> oh my god, my Cheddar Bob niggas. So uh, I haven't read any of them. I just saw the the subject, so I'll be uh, reading them uh, for the first time as well uh, with everybody else. So this should be interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> so uh, so the first word I picked out was was hubris, but we all well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, I mean, you know. See, Rob would have played you. I was trying to be slick, you know. Just yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, hey, you I'm fucked terrible. up his rhythm, though. I saw I'm Rob terrible. leaning towards it's, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the head coming forward. I'm and, like, and I'm, get him. I can't I'm help it. it. I'm doing it twice, too. Um, B is out this week, and so is Sophie. Sitting in for them, we have Huey. You guys are familiar with him from Low Mid. What's up, y'all? 
Make sure you guys check out their podcast. It's on the Dead and Hip Hop feed. Just go uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search Dead and Hip Hop, and you can check them out. The Brothers Show uh, is doing really, really well. It's him, King Ramil, uh, and Nemo. And um, also sitting in uh, is Tyler. Welcome back, Tyler. Hey, what up, Joe? Tyler is from Dead and Gaming. Uh, really, really great conversation I had last week about black hair um, and, and, and gaming. Uh, you can also check some of those videos, uh, some of those discussions on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gaming, And you can also subscribe to the podcast, Dead End Gaming, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, some really good stuff they got going on. And they also have a tournament coming up uh, soon with DreamHack, 404 Esports. And of course, dead in gaming. So, oh, that's dope. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. uh, pretty big, man. So everything's kind of working up to this. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, a lot of details to come from that uh, in the future. But a lot of this stuff is out now. What type of tournament is it? It's a like fighting game tournament. So like Mortal Kombat, Tekken, all that jazz. Mm, it's dope, man. Just don't let Eric play. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, maybe you should come on and play, Mike. I might. I might need Ooh. to handle some business. You know what I'm saying? Get over here. <laughs> That's so funny. So anyway, yeah. So um, so yeah. The word of the day uh, originally was hubris, but I think we all know. You know, we can use that. That's that's easy. Mm. So I went through a little bit more, and I found obsequious. Now that's not a black obsequious. Oh. Thank you for just jumping right in front of me. Okay. Trying to help you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh, but you was... try to help. You don't be trying to play. See, see, if I would have said it, you would have said, oh, you trying to play. No, because Rob would have been like, man, the word is obsequious, not obsequious. And then he'd do the laugh so it makes it okay. <laughs> That's his LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I always LOL. I can't help it. Uh, as Mike said, obsequious. Obsequious. Yes, okay. obsequious. So part of speech, adjective, origin, Latin, 15th century. Uh, first definition, obedient or submissive. Second, attentive and compliant to the point of excess. And uh, an example is his obsequious attitude meant he was always eager to please his superiors. Mm. There we go. All right. You've heard of this word before, Tyler? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, and she knows oh, how to spell be, it. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. And say it. Uh, yeah, she'd be, she be killing him on Dead and Gaming. They be having to look up definitions on their phone. They should be talking. <laughs> but um, so there we go. So there we have it. So um, facts only. So let's see. Let me go Ooh. back to my notes here real quick. <laughs> I think the topic of this facts only is Mike should stop being so obsequious when Ken and Huey give him false information. <laughs> what false I'm information try, yeah. do we give? I'm kind of joking, get, but uh, go ahead. We'll see. Just go ahead. <laughs> Well, I don't. I, okay, so well, your yours isn't really is, false. False. You just told me about the office shit, and the, oh. but there was like a whole lot of background that you left out that would have made the shit make more a lot more sense. Okay, well. and you left out the fact that Bill Burr has a black wife. Hey man, let, let him, let him. I what? know. Right? He asked. He's already yeah, trying. No, I, I he already that. trying to defend himself. He didn't say the shit yet. Yes. You know, see, I asked. See, get your <laughs> be obsequious, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, um, but that was a, a different fact. So uh, this guy who needs Batman ninety three wrote, uh, "Fat Chat Bill Burr does the black circuit in comedy." So his crowd for years was mostly black. Mm. But then somebody also came along and said that his audience now is primarily white. So I, mm. 
you know, I was like, I don't know if that's really like a facts only, but but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know if him having a black wife was relevant information though. I mean, it kind of it doesn't change the entire conversation, but it definitely mm-hmm. adds a big layer to it. Of I mean, why he feels comfortable doing exactly. black jokes. Because somebody said in there, because I read a couple of them, mm-hmm. somebody left like a fucking a thesis paper about this shit. <laughs> but he was basically saying that he runs his jokes by his black wife. Not saying she speaks for all black people, mm-hmm. but she kind of processes the jokes. Yeah, and she's then, in the know. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then, But they left all that shit out. So I'm like, oh, this guy is telling racist jokes and his his crowd is mostly white and blah, blah, blah. I should just, you know... Google this shit, or I should just text you. Yeah, but would you comedy, just would you but, pick up your phone and be like, "Does Bill Burr have a black wife?" <laughs> nah, you should have been my phone because you knew that. You should have been like, "Well, you know, his wife is black." Oh, okay. Can Still I not a funny watch? joke, but you know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get it when you explain it like that because I'm sure the that she would let him know that he he's in, maybe in a safe zone. Yeah, maybe. but I don't know. I don't know if that that bit about. The the slavery running you know the slavery shit would would um would have would have flown with her. But I also didn't know that his audience is not like primarily white because that's what I was looking up afterwards. Is like a lot of his audience is black, so I don't really see why. I don't know because you know, well he was overseas, but this last comedy spe- special, yeah. Paper Tiger, when I looked in the audience, it was a sea of white folks. I watched that one, and I saw quite a few black people. I mean, there were black people there, but I saw a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. So, again, it may have been because it was overseas. I don't know. Because <laughs> we don't exist over there. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most re- recent. Yeah, Paper, to- what, Paper Tiger. What country yeah. was this? Somewhere in the UK. Right? Yeah, somewhere in the UK. Because oh. I actually went back, and I watched the Dave Chappelle one, and then I watched the Bill Burr one <laughs> just to see. And I think I laughed maybe twice. At, between at, both, both? Between, between both, <laughs> Dave Chappelle got like a chuckle and a half. Oh, Bill Burr yeah. got maybe one and a quarter. One and a quarter. I, I just that. didn't. I didn't find either one of them very funny. Have you watched any of his other comedy specials before? Or Chappelle's did you just or Burr. Bill Burr? No, I never even. I don't know who the fuck that is until last okay. week when they were telling me about him. Okay. And then I saw his special come out, and I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and watch this. So. When I show up, if we, if there are any comments about it, I'm not going to speak completely ignorantly. So I watched it, and I was just like, hmm. he just seems like a, a he just seems like a Twitter troll. <laughs> like that's that that's his whole bit is like I'm going to say shit that people on Twitter would say, and just hope people get mad or something. It just didn't really seem that funny to me, hmm. and it wasn't even like offensive. It just seemed very like lowbrow. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a Twitter troll. Per se, I think um, I think we 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 use that because some of the stuff we tend to see on Twitter, um, I think it's just kind of part of who he is as as a comedian. Um, definitely uh, somewhat lowbrow, but um, it took a minute for me to laugh at some of his stuff. I think because I'm kind of used to his comedy, but uh, once he got rolling, like yeah, some of those jokes were were definitely hidden hidden for me. Well, let me clarify real quick. I, I'm, I'm not saying that he is. I'm mm. saying that the jokes he says, they sound like shit I would see on Twitter from like a troll. Yeah, yeah. So just out of curiosity, um, <clears throat> like which jokes did you really like hearty laugh at? Like, I definitely thought the shit with, with his wife and, and Elvis. Like I, I thought that, that shit was, was funny. Fun, the, the, the leg shake thing. Yeah, the leg funny. shake. But did you I'll... laugh out loud? Like, did you? <laughs> did you laugh like hard? I did. Really? I did. Not hard, hard, but mm. I did laugh out loud though. 
it's just I, I was just trying to picture myself in the audience, mm-hmm. and I was like, you guys are laughing really, really hard. They were, and I'm like, like I wasn't. Is something wrong with me? Like, why am I not thinking this shit is funny? Um, you may not just think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's really that simple. I haven't seen his new special yet. But I really like a lot of his older stuff, and he has this uh, this animated show on Netflix called F is for Family that I oh. haven't seen since season one. But season one was fucking hilarious. So mm. I've also I feel like my sense of humor has changed a little bit in recent years. So I'm not positive that I would it would still hit the same or resonate with me as it did five years ago. But I used mm. to really like Bill Burr stuff, and I have his new special in my list on Netflix. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. You watch uh, Chappelle as well. Yeah, I've seen Chappelle's. Did you like his last one? The or, most recent one that everybody's yeah, been talking about? Stones, yeah, yeah, Sticks and Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, there were definitely there were definitely parts that I laughed at. There were mm-hmm. also parts that I laughed at. And in my head, I was like, I wish I wasn't laughing at this. Right. Um, <laughs> which parts did you laugh? I'm not going to judge you, but I'm just curious. Which parts did you laugh at that, like, like out loud? Like, um, oh, that was a good one, Dave. <laughs> That's what you say in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't remember which ones I laughed. I laughed at the Macaulay Culkin thing and I felt terrible oh, about I, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I was trying to remember the one time I did laugh and that was that was the one where I was like, that was really fucked up. Right. <laughs> like you know how hard he is to catch. Like I was mm-hmm. cracking up oh, and I was so like, good. oh my God, I shouldn't be laughing at this. That I'm a terrible really person. Funny. I haven't gotten around to Bill Burr's special yet, but um it's on my list. It's on my list. Hopefully I'll get a chance to watch it like in the next couple of days. Mike, do you have a, a current favorite comedian? Well, I mean, I thought the Chappelle show was funny, and I remember thinking his past specials were funny. I think Kevin Hart is funny. I know a lot of Ugh. people don't for some reason now. Sorry. I get it. I don't, I don't but funny I don't give a fuck. That goddamn shit where he was running with the ostrich, Man. that shit almost made me throw up from laughing. <laughs> Man, I, the thing, my, my issue he, with, with, with Kevin Hart is uh, I feel like he's blackface comedy. I have a problem with that. What? Mm. What do you mean? Interesting. It's, it's, it, I feel like he's like, hey, laugh at me because I'm short and black. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I Maybe just, the short part. I don't really get the black part. Yeah, man. Huh. Like, he... I don't know. I just feel like he puts on. Like, like I, always or just like in the, recently? Um, I don't I don't like his stand-up like that. I don't mm-hmm. think he's that funny in stand-up. I think he's more funny in movies, but his mm-hmm. movies be that coonery type stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't... I don't really care for him too much. He's okay. definitely losing uh, some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the younger generation don't fuck with him at all. Nah, nah yeah, really? no. Yeah. That shit where he was on the ground with the fucking motorcycle, you didn't laugh? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, I remember, bit, but, I remember you know. watching like one of his specials all the way through and not laughing. So mm, I was like, yeah, wow. I'm not feeling this. But do you, you think Dave Chappelle's specials are funny? Yep. And Kevin Hart, I think... My th- my favorite thing I've seen him in was that Husbands of Hollywood thing. I think that was his yeah, that best was funny. thing that was funny. like ever. Mm-hmm. He's funny and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know about Cat Williams? You watch? You like Cat Williams? I think Cat Williams is funny. He's funny. Yeah, he's, he's he's hilarious stand up, and he's funny in movies. I, I don't always think that one one are like they're they're the same. Like mm-hmm. all comedians aren't necessarily funny in movies or in stand up. Like Mike Epps can't stand him in stand up. I don't think I've ever in movies. His stand up yeah, is. I don't I don't, don't want to be too hard. 
His most but, recent stand-up is pretty good to oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, yeah? Liked, I liked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I watched one of them that had like a one-star on Netflix. I'm oh, like, wow. it can't be that bad. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, it was that bad, bro. Really? I, I couldn't get past like 15 minutes of that shit. Oh, wow. It was really bad. But I think he's hilarious in movies. Mm-hmm. Or in interviews. When or I in interviews, of course. Interviews, of course. So why doesn't that translate, I wonder? Why I don't you know. tell the same type of jokes in interviews that you do on the... Well, I think that like in movies, especially for Mike Epps, it's kind of like um, improv. It's kind of like be funny here mm-hmm. and just let him go. Versus just like D.L. Hughley, right? Like, I don't think he's a great stand up, but I think that when he starts joning on somebody, that's yes. his best shit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I just think that people have strengths and weaknesses and they don't always translate across all platforms. Mm-hmm. I've never liked D.L. in any capacity. Really? Shit. I like when he get on people. When he starts capping on people, it's yeah, fucking man. Nah, yeah, man. I ain't never liked any of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I well, think I liked him in original Kings of Comedy, and that was the last time I remember liking mm-hmm. him. Was mm-hmm. that like I think he had a couple things I chuckled at in that, but yeah. Well, he was, he was up against a hard. <laughs> oh yeah, you know you can't oh, go yeah. against you know yeah Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. and even though y'all hate or we all hate Steve Harvey, I guess as a no, person, he was good in, in King's. He's yeah, he was funny, funny yeah, in that. yeah. And Cedric the Entertainer, the fucking breakdance bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spissy, that's the kind of shit that I laugh at. But I don't know. Dave Chappelle's whole special was just like, mm. I want to make you mad, so I'm gonna make a joke about making you mad. <laughs> so who you think is the greatest? Like. I know the a lot greatest of stand up or just the greatest <laughs> comedian, like in your opinion, I'm like not, right I'm, now, just overall, overall. I think Dave yeah. Chappelle is like genius level in terms. When you look at the Chappelle show and mm. some of his earlier stuff, recently I do feel like he's gotten a little bit more like outrage comedy, like kind of how you were saying, where he's just he's still like I feel like the way that he tells jokes is masterful, yeah. mm-hmm. but like there's some of the stuff that he didn't kind of advance with the times with that I'm yeah, like. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. like what we were saying mm-hmm. last show. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like he's a genius. Like, no, he I, is. An man. aggregate standpoint. I give him number two. I give number one to Richard Pryor, personally. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. I can see that. For me, it's Eddie. I think Eddie is, is by far the best comic just because he, he, he was great at everything. Movies, stand-up, joning on people. Like it, it, like, it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm, hold on. Say, Eddie Murphy really only had... A couple of specials, but like he did back in the day. That, was he really like that funny? On, well, I guess he was funny. On yeah, Be- Live. Beverly Hill Cops, The Golden Child, no, I'm all of other stand. Oh, stand up. up. Mm, I, I got don't you. Know if he has a lot of. I was gonna say ah, <clears throat> Bernie. I, I think Bernie was, Bernie the was gr- always funny. Yes, I think Bernie was the greatest stand up comic. Mm-hmm. Like if we if we're just um, looking at just that particular platform, mm-hmm. I think he was the greatest stand up comic. But overall, no man, I, th- I just think Eddie had it. Oh no, I have to think about that one. Yeah, see, I'm not Pryor. a good Richard Pryor. Yep. I can't argue that. Mm-mm. And his movies are funny as hell. Him and Gene Wilder are <laughs> funny as hell. I guess we haven't even gotten to your facts. I know. Yeah. I still no, wanted, that was that was. I, I still wanted to hear it. the part where they were talking about uh, whatever I said that was wrong or whatever. No, that was just me. Oh, somebody texted me about that part. Now the Dave Spell joke about the N word still wasn't funny at all to me, mm-hmm. and I sure as shit didn't. Go, oh, that was a good point. It was just. Like what? That's it. That's what you got. Okay, that was deep to y'all. Cool, but yeah, I mean, it was mostly about the Bill Burr stuff. Oh. I think I thought a lot differently about the type of comedy that Bill Burr does. He doesn't really talk about race that much at all. At least not in the special I saw. He was mostly just no, making like corny, like Me Too jokes. It's like somebody flick me on my pee pee, and I'm a guy, and I should go tell. It's just like funny. But my delivery is probably, not, you know. <laughs> He's, he's doing what we did last exactly. year. Exactly. <laughs> but it just it just wasn't really funny. That's why I was saying it just comes off to me like a Twitter troll. It just sounds like so I've seen funnier shit 
from a Twitter lot of trolls. comedians are kind of going at the Me Too movement, though. Well, I won't but do say it a creatively. Lot. I won't say a lot, but because it is a thing and it's something mm-hmm. that they can make fun of, right? Um, there are comedians that are writing jokes about the Me Too movement. But you got a whole special, bro. You got a whole hour long special, and all you're talking about is stuff that you hope people will get offended by and then you act like at the end i don't know why you're being offended well if we didn't get offended you kind of wouldn't have a career right now because that's your whole fucking shtick because i no, i, I think in, in comedy i think for certain comedians the pc culture is also something that they're taking jabs at that's too. what i'm saying mm-hmm. right yeah so it's bill burr is obviously dave Chappelle, and there's probably others that i haven't seen mm-hmm. it's just now it's a moment in time mm-hmm. and it's something that and mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do and and they kind of just take it and and flip it. And pretty soon it's going to be something else, mm-hmm. and they'll move on to whatever that may be. You know what was funny? Then we can move on. But there, it was funny when he said, um, he said, I want to talk about the Me Too movement. And he's like, I think it's dying down. I think it's dying down. And the audience got real quiet. And he's like, I think they got everybody. That was pretty funny <laughs> to me. That was pretty yes. funny to me. Yeah. I laughed out loud to that, too. I, I did laugh out loud yeah. to that part. But yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. But um, oh, I just wanted to say, I was thinking, like, with the shows I brought up, I feel like the South Park and the other uh, the show office. I was talking about. Yeah, the Office is probably the weakest example between the three. That, that was I the gave. one that didn't really, yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't really help. When I found out later on that when he said the word, he was supposedly reciting something else that somebody else had said, and mm-hmm. it was made very clear that he shouldn't have said it. Yeah, but, but then I, oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, I thought of some more examples from South Park to where when it was like just used as mm-hmm. like. Like there's one episode just about that word, yeah, but sure. then there's another like other episodes where it just is said mm-hmm. from like spoken by a white character. It's in like the video games too. So, yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's it for facts only. So we're gonna jump into some topics for this week. Uh, we'll start with with FIFA. You know, you always had that one person in the class. You know what? And I, I used to be that that student, but I always would pay attention. I would just be in my own world at the same time. So teacher would always, like, try to call on me, and I'd keep my head down and answer her question and just look like, yeah, motherfucker, you got something else? <laughs> mm. oh, that's what you about to do to Ken, Ken, basically. That's what mm. you about to do to Ken. No. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's giving you a warning. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I was ready. <laughs> this, the, <laughs> this the bird shot ready. before the buck shot, like Dave Chappelle said. That wasn't funny either. But now, nah, um, what I wanted to talk about, I don't know if y'all if y'all peeped um, the whole Felicity Huffman thing and the whole um, scandal about education and her trying to pay people off for SAT scores to get her kids in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and then just juxtapose that. There was a lady, uh, I don't know her first name, but her last name is McDowell or something like that um, in Connecticut. Back a couple of years ago, she was homeless, but at night, um, I guess she had some place that she can actually sleep. And um, she registered her kid in, like, that school district, and they sentenced her five years for larceny. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know, man. Like, it, it just it, it kind of shows how powerful privilege is in America. Like, if you are of the right color and have the right size bank account, you know, you get a slap on the wrist like that. That chick Huffman, she gonna be in jail for literally two weeks, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying you were bribing like super high officials to get your kids' SAT scores to a certain you know level, so that way your kids can get into school and still have that fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, man. Like it's just like when you when I see stuff like this, 
you know, like still in 2019 going on 2020, it's like, is it really ever going to stop? Like, like how, like how do, how do we impose change when we continue to incarcerate minorities at an alarming rate and then give them like double, triple, quadruple the sentence, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? For something that I, I, I think is way less than what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Like it just, it's just it's kind of tough to to really think about trying to raise kids in 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 this in this world because it's kind of like you can do everything you can that you could possibly do and it still won't be good enough you know what i'm saying especially coming from from a minority perspective man like i don't know it just it it makes me feel a lot of different types of ways at a lot of different levels it's kind of it's just overall fucked up but i don't know if y'all heard about that how y'all feel about it I heard about it, and it just made me, not just, but the main thing I was thinking of is, like, I can't even believe this is even a fucking an issue. Like, I understand she broke the law. I'm not talking about Felicity Huffman. I'm talking about mm-hmm. She was trying to get her kid into a better school, and she just kind of sort of did a little white lie about where the kid lived. Mm. And you're going to put her in jail for that? Like, wh- who is that hurting? Uh, yeah. Like, that's the epitome of a victimless crime. Like, mm-hmm. who did she harm enough to put her in jail for five years? Even if she got one year. Even if she got, like, 60 days. Mm-hmm. What did she really do that's that bad? You would think they would try to help her. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, wow. Don't motherfuckers get less for rape than she Bruh. got for fucking lying about a Bruh. zip code? Turner. Bruh. And seeing this right. is- and this is what I'd be talking about. Like, we, we, we need to change the infrastructure. Like, we need to have programs for people like that that obviously they're struggling. I'm not saying just give them a handout, but damn, she got a kid and she got a mouth to feed. Like, we mm-hmm. need to make sure that the kid can get the best education possible mm-hmm. instead of throwing the mama in jail because she was trying to do that. Which hurts the kid more. It, 100%. 100%. The kid's going to go into the system? Exactly. You don't see his mom for, like, years. Right. That's going to be weird. I don't remember the details of the story, but I can't remember where the dad is. Um, I don't know, but I know the mom was also um, she was dealing drugs to to to, to feed. I'm sure know. that hurt her. Yeah, because because she she dealt drugs to undercover cop, and after that whole sentencing and everything, she got put back up for that. So yeah, man, it's just I don't know. Just again, like just the juxtaposition, like to me, bribing somebody and using your privilege and your power and your authority is way worse than saying, hey. We going to fib this address so we can right. get you in a better school, bro. Right. It's just <sighs> interesting because that's something that, that you know, was commonplace. Well, 100%. You know, back in the day for me, you know, I, um, so to see people, you know, going to jail for that now is is rather interesting. You're talking about the line of this? Yeah, just oh, yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah, address yeah, yeah. to get you in a better kid, school? Yeah, to a better school. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to know um, a few people. Uh, around the way they used to do that shit. Yeah, you mm-hmm. like their aunt's address yeah. or mm-hmm. like a family friend or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people still do that. Yeah, exactly. They still do it now. Yeah. So I, I just wonder what would have happened if people were being jailed back then. Um, mainly the kids would get kicked out of school if they asked for extra verification. Um, I don't know if things will change, uh, FIFO, as long as these uh, class systems exist. Um it's hard to say, man. It, like people are taught these things, and once they learn them, it's hard for them to unlearn them because they reap benefits from it in uh, in their own way, and they want to keep those systems in place. 
so they can continue to pass them on their, their uh, you know, sibling, I mean, generations that come uh, behind them. Um, one of my professors told me that if you look at the world in general and history in general, it's typically the same old shit. Mm-hmm. The only thing that changes is technology. But you still have, you know, political power. You still have racism. You still have oppression. You still have classism. You still have, you know, uh, religious zealots. Like, you have all of this stuff that has continued to exist throughout time. So I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where things will be fair and equal. You know, honestly. And there's also something to be said about the inequities in the school system in the first place that would make a mother feel like she needs to do that. You know, like when you look at certain school districts compared to other school districts and like how that goes back to like school segregation and Brown versus Board of Education and redlining and property discrimination, like housing discrimination. Like there are so many different things, kind of how you said, like going back in history, like so many different things you can go back to in history and point to that were never really comprehensively fixed or addressed. They were like made illegal in finger quotes, but nothing was really ever done to fix the damage that they did. And like when you look at the school system today, like you can still see so many different manifestations of that. And so how do we, when you talk about like changing it, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we can talk about the justice system. We can talk about the school system. Like it's all just a giant fucking mess. And how do we fix any of it? Yeah. The school systems definitely need some work because it's something to be said, like the difference between schools in certain districts, like even here, like when I was looking at uh, potentially switching schools for like my senior year, like the difference between a public school like like Shambly or something versus the one I went to, Redan, it's like it's it's very, very different. Like they have so much like extracurriculars and art programs and all this stuff. And like we didn't really we didn't have anything like, you know, what I'm saying we just had like two clubs. And like that was pretty much it. Like, with, like talking to kids at uh, um, Georgia State, and like hearing about all the stuff they had and the little um, like early college program and all that. Like, we didn't have none of that stuff. So I felt like we were definitely at a, a disadvantage, just basically based off where we were born or like where we grew up. Absolutely. So it's, it's weird. Then, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to step finished. on the last. I thought you were right. I felt like I stepped on the last part of your sentence. My bad. But, like, I also feel like that kind of goes back to this point of affirmative action and whether or not affirmative action is, like, beneficial, this, that, and the other. Without going specifically into that, it just made me think about how there's this public outcry or – you know, again, Donald Trump or other Republicans talking all this shit about like how affirmative action is so bad and not wanting people to get there unfairly, but they don't ever make that same outcry about something like a white mom bribing her kids into college. Exactly. You know, that's okay. I mean, but yeah. if a, a, like a minority student that went to school in a district that was very underfunded, that didn't have those clubs, mm-hmm. that didn't have books for everybody in the class, like if they go to a school that, you know, they feel like they shouldn't have gotten into, there's something to say about that. And I just feel like it all, it it's just kind of all under the same umbrella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the schools that were better, like, they had a much more diverse, uh, like, you know, student body. Our, our school was, like, pretty much, like, 100% black kids. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Way to bring him down, FIFA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you came to me first. Yeah. That's your fault. What you got for us today, Huey? Oh, um, I don't have much. I'm I'm finna plug myself right quick. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm finna be in a, a GSU play production. Oh, you shit. know what I'm saying? The no, nah. <laughs> it's, it's an adaptation of the Rover. Um, it's called the Row, a modern ad- adaptation. It deals with themes of um, sexual assault and uh, you know other important topics. So please come out, come support. You know, what I'm saying I'm being. I have a pretty good role. I'm saying I think I'm like the male lead. Um, oh, okay. You think you like oh, the male lead? Yeah, be- but he don't think he, ha- he knows. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let this man try to be humble. <laughs> um, Nah, but just because I haven't read the original play, so I don't know how it's been adapted, like, in my part of the lecture or whatever. But, um, yes, November 6th through the 10th. Yeah, look it up. Humble Huey. Go ahead, boy. You know what I'm saying? Good Uh, for you. Other than that. I know, right? (laughs) Don't invite us. You know we're going to come out there and embarrass you like we did Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Like Arsenio. (laughs) 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 Yup. I hilarious. when the people from his play came up and nobody clapped. Like, <laughs> the second Ross day, here go me and B. Woo! Yeah, don't invite us. I have to try not to laugh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, I don't know if y'all talked about the update on the Spider-Man situation. Mm-hmm. To where? Yeah, so Mike, oh. Mike fucked my whole shit up the last oh, time I brought it up. Guys. Oh, oh, oh. That was yeah, eventually yeah, yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. me up all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's was there an update happen. after our fuck up? Uh, uh no. It's just, well, yeah, it's, not it's just happen. y'all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but but did you did you hear lately? So you know they're gonna make the Venom Carnage movie. And they're saying that they're gonna tie Spider Man into that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. It's just like if you, it, those comic or those 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 movies is like I wish I never read comics because mm-hmm. I think I would enjoy them so much more. Mm. But they already they already started Venom off fucked up. Yeah. So I'm just over it. It was like. It, Good movie fucked up storyline because you can't tie shit in. Well, it's because it was like, I don't understand why you even bothered to change it. Like, there was no need. There was no I, need I, at I, all. I've never understand. Under, what did they change? Everything. Like the, yeah. the, suit, the, origin. the suit was not just like this weird thing that they found. It came from another planet. But mm-hmm. then the thing well, is. I thought is, that's they, what it happened. No, nah. it, was, it was on Spider-Man first. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the original, like when Venom first came on the scene? I'm or are you talking about the comic. About the, like oh, the origin of Secret Venom, Wars, right? Right, he got yeah. it in Secret Wars because his suit was fucked up. Yep. They got him the the symbiote suit. Mm-hmm. Then when they came back, then he realized that the suit was trying to like take him over. He goes up in the bell tower. It was kind of in Spider Man Three, sort of. Yeah. But he goes up in the bell. T- but Spider Man Three is is no longer. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so that that suit in the Venom movie, they left all of that out. So it's like, how do you even work? And it's it, all because you didn't have Spider Man in it. It had again. nothing yeah. to do with Spider-Man exactly. At all. Like, like, where's like the why conflict? did the suit look like Spider Man? Like the sh- in the question. Venom, in the Venom movie, the shit looked like Spider Man. So at some point, the alien just saw Spider Man. Was like, oh, that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. And then there's other little fake Venoms too. It was like, yeah. what is this? Mm-hmm. And they all uh, and they all kind of had the same similar same, same Spider Man yeah, look. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is this? And then why was Venom the like the weakest symbiote? Right. Yeah, he was a little punk. Like 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 you're the weakest one, but you kill everybody. And he over here speaking in third person and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dead End Gaming, man. Oh, man. What's up, Tyler? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I sound like that for real? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me pull this up. So, did y'all read that uh, Tina Turner New York Times article that came out earlier this week? Uh-uh. 
So like one day I woke up and saw Tina Turner was trending on Twitter and I was like, oh shit, because I thought that she like died and then I thought that is she still alive? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even know that. And so um, black guys though. (laughs) 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 Yeah, she still look good and everything. Yeah, she do look good. (laughs) And so uh, I didn't read the whole thing, but somebody posted this excerpt that I thought was super interesting, and so that's my topic for today. So she was talking about when she met her current husband, who is. I think 16 years younger than her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what? Should, our, like you, our brain yeah. stopped at 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. like, what? I think it's 16 years old. Right. Lord have mercy. With um, everything going on nowadays, you think that's like. <laughs> and so she's talking about like the night that they met or whatever. And it's like the instant attraction was not mutual. Bach told me that as a music industry professional, he would never have even considered fraternizing with an artist. But also, I was Bush, Turner added. I didn't look too good. So later that night at a business dinner where she had made sure to look extra fine, she mischievously requested every last record company's uh, record company executive's date of birth and then researches full astrological profile. She says, he's an Aquarius, thank God. Ike obviously was a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, God. Long story short, she says, then when the crystal was flowing, she turned to him and said, I want you to make love to me. God oh, damn. Right, <laughs> right, that's what I... She was 46 and he was 30. The press called him her boy toy, but here they are more than 30 years later. Mm. Anyways, so first of all, <laughs> Tina's one of the baddest and we have to stand, but that's actually my topic is like, because all the y'all were like damn do y'all as men since i'm the only woman here today do y'all find it to be like off-putting like a turn off or a turn on if a woman were to step to you like that and be like i want you to make love to me right now that's dope yeah yeah (laughs) to me that's fire i think it's fire too mike over there shaking his head i will rock with it yeah Yeah. what what about you, FIFO? Yeah, that's, most, that's, most most definitely. But I think it depends on, like, just the, the, the situation. That situation sounds about right. You know, like, if I'm at – I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what's right wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, what would it be wrong? Hold on. Let me think. Nah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm, I, I, I like when women are aggressive and they actually say what they want versus me having to fucking fish that shit up out of you, like, or try to play a game to get it. Like, yeah. Uh. Go ahead and tell me. I just think the wording is wrong. That's that's my only problem. Come make love to me. Oh, I don't said. want nobody to say that to me that I just met. <laughs> if Tina Turner like, said that to you, you wouldn't. I wouldn't expect she Tina Turner. But if she did, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So Iggy Azalea, you was in the same room. Iggy Azalea, ill? No, no. But I'm just saying, it's Tina Turner. She comes from a different era. If you say Azalea Banks. Okay, fine, Azalea Banks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Azalea. If she's like, I want you to fuck the bigotry out of me. I'd be like, <laughs> let's do it. But if she's like, I want you to make love to me, I don't want to. I think, Can so, we do something else? So you, so you want fucking. If it's somebody that I'm not interested in dating. But she was also 46 at the time. I don't give a fuck how old she is. I would expect I, a 46-year-old woman not to say that. I would expect a 46-year-old woman to be like, yo, mm-mm. let's fuck. But I, I, I want to make. I want you to make love to me. That's what she wanted. <laughs> yeah, okay. she's from the old school R and B. I dramatics. I get it. Also, it she just... said the crystal was flowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the crystal flows, I don't want to hear that unless I'm with you already. But if I'm not with you and I just like, you know. It but just sounds weird to me. I just think forty-year-old women now would be would more likely. Well, this was say, thirty years ago, right? That's, that's what I'm getting okay. at. So forty-year-old women now would say, "Yo, let's you know, what I'm saying let's let's Netflix and chill. Let's go fuck. Let's go." If she the, said Netflix the, and chill. I'm just not talking. I'm just. Again. I'm <laughs> just saying they're just gonna be up to speed more so with the, the right verbiage. Yes. The f- 
let's fuck is not like a new phrase. It, it's not, <laughs> no, but, but, I, but I, I think that 30 years ago, yes. I think it was It's a little bit too vulgar. Like, quote, yeah, unladylike yes. in finger quotes. Yeah. yeah. For Tina Turner, yeah. 30 years ago, yeah. I disagree. I don't think mm. 30 years ago, Tina Turner saying, yo, I want to I go get it versus – Tina Turner was born in like the 30s or 40s. Like you couldn't right. say let's as a woman, not on television, but you could say that to a guy at a b- absolutely, just, especially Tina Turner. I, 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 I don't not, think that was part of also, just her. Yeah. Also, she didn't want to fuck. She wanted him to. She, they got married. She. <laughs> That's wanted, my you know point. I don't want that from you right now. Like, no, <laughs> that just sounds weird. <laughs> so you would turn Tina Turner. I would, I would let's let's renegotiate terms. <laughs> like, you can get this deal, yeah. It's like, what do you want right about now? Because okay, uh, you told you what you want. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to make love to you because I don't really know you that well. But now we can go back to the hotel and we can do a whole lot of fun stuff. You but, know Tina Turner, <laughs> huh? But you know Tina Turner. Though. That is my point. Why you guys are saying that that's not like her? It sounds like that's totally like her to say something a little bit more straightforward, as opposed to let's make is love. A woman that was abused like that, like she may, she may want to actually make love. She don't want to be. just That is like, my point. So she's just saying, I want you to make love. That dang. sounds like I, I might want to take you to the hotel now, but then after that, let's go do this. Let's go to Six Flags. Let's do all this other well, shit. What if did, did the guy? He wanted a relationship with her, right? Obviously. So, like, what if you wanted to... If I wanted a relationship, it'd be a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. That's why I said at the beginning. I was like, if if that's somebody I want to be with, mm-hmm. and that's like, you know, hey, girl, hey, I just, want, I just want you to make love to me. Bet. Cool. I've been waiting for yeah, this. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. okay. after that, I'm going to make you some breakfast. I but if it's like... So I think we're getting too caught up in those t- those. Who's we? It's me. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I know. not we're, we're getting, you know. No, 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 no. We're getting too caught up in a particular. I think you were asking in general, do we like... If a, if a, a woman, woman is that yeah. forward to say, yeah. regardless of the words, yes, like, yes, yeah, that's dope. So what about so so what about that? Take take all oh, make love out. Oh, he's a guy. Look, he's saying yes. He just doesn't Ralph. like the the fact <laughs> that Tina. Asking. I'm just trying to confirmation nah, context. Like he, like he already said that. He already answered it. My thing is this though, Mike. Um, would you would you if a like. How do I word this? How do I word this? You just say it, bro. Would you... Uh, would I fuck Tina Turner? Yes. I, I, <laughs> right I, now. I, I think all the men... <laughs> right now. I think all the men in this room oh, okay. would probably, most most likely. Uh, I'm, I'm more so trying to think of how... I'd fuck any celebrity, really. Okay. I think we went you, through yeah, this. Yeah, you answered my question then. Oh, that's I, I was, I, Yeah, I was just trying to word it in a way. Would I fuck any celebrity? No. Yeah, I just say I did it. But 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 you answered <laughs> it. I'll it's fuck all Oprah. Good. <laughs> I would oh fuck God. the chick from Golden Girls. Any of them. Just so I can come back to the wow. podcast. Rose. Rose Blanche. Blanche. Any of them. Are you being serious? I'm being dead. De- why yeah. not? Yeah, if they're alive. I'm not Who's fucking still alive. Well, maybe. Oh, uh, Betty White. Because how much. Betty White. You know what How much Hattie was flowing. Sophia. Yeah. You, you wouldn't? Oh, you're buried. Any of the six. You wouldn't? <laughs> just if you were just at a club and like. <laughs> Blanche just walks up. Blanche just walked in. Take I want you to make love to me. You have to take all the golden girls together, though. Take what? They're all of them force all together. A foursome time. with a bunch that's of old dope. people? That would be dope. Yes. That's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. all the golden girls? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. At one time. Now he's getting it. Hey, no, no, for real. No, your rep has to go up. Your rep has to go, especially all at the same time. You're like you're a I'm a nobody, I'm, but I yeah. fucked a major celebrity. I'm a one of one. That's dope as fuck. Hell yeah. Like can't nobody tell you that type of story. Any goddamn celebrity that you can name, Rosie O'Donnell, Roseanne Barr, any of them. So basically they can get it. So so you, you don't you don't have no 
Standards? (laughs) 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 I have standards for dating. That's why I'm saying the whole Uh like make love versus yo, I just want you to give me that dick. Okay, cool. So you got free nuts for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) If they're a celebrity, just so I can come back and be like, yo, you're not going to believe what I did this weekend. (laughs) Okay. Man, man, man. All precious. Four to Golden Girls. Yep. yep. Precious. <laughs> precious? Oh, she could. I've been told y'all Precious could have got it but years you ago. <laughs> but you end up fucking a non celebrity like a uh, impersonator. <laughs> oh, you just gonna call me stupid right in my face. No, no, that's not. <laughs> I drank too much. That was going about. somewhere. <laughs> because some. I forgot who posted it. Oh, it was B. He posted a picture of somebody that looked like Meg the Stallion. And you thought it was Meg the Stallion. <laughs> And you thought it was Meg the Stallion. But I've never really, this is going to sound disrespectful, I've never really looked at Megan the Stallion's face like that. Like, she could literally walk in the door right now, I wouldn't know who she was. Mm. So when that picture was up there, I was like, oh, I thought it was Megan the Stallion. Oh, okay. So, so that's not, that's not, it's not really a matter of I would fall for an impersonator. So it's just, I don't know Megan the mm-hmm. Stallion like so that. So you'll miss that opportunity then. And she said Which she was opportunity? Megan. Of, of, of smashing a She'd have to tell me, or, or, or someone have to be around, <laughs> or she might have to like rap the song. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's Megan the Stallion. Cool. But she don't want me on. Huh? All she gotta do is rap the song? Yeah, for me to, oh yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean, See? But if she looks like Megan the Stallion, it's not, I'm not losing anything. But if she looked like fucking Blanche, okay, like, I need credentials first. <laughs> hey, <yo>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, y'all can say what you want. Y'all would do it too. I would not. You, well, you're married. We're not. T- we're talking hypothetically right now. Okay, fine. You don't, you don't let me talk hypothetically though when it comes to you. You always look at me like shut the fuck up, Mike. No, I so don't. That's Ken. No, that's you. That's you. <laughs> no. you. You always give me the man. What are you talking about? That basically means Mike. Shut the fuck up. I don't want no. to know with this conversation. You, you have done no, that. No, no. Thank you. Yeah. Once, once. Yeah. It's no, once. more than once. That's how I know to shut the fuck up now. No, that's not me. <laughs> okay. I say what I say when she's here. When like she's the, here, it's different. But when she's not here, I'm not allowed to ask you hypotheticals. I know you this. Can. You can. You can. Okay, anyway. <laughs> you can. Okay, so if you're hypothetically single and you don't have the amazing, wonderful married life that you have, <laughs> you're welcome. And you're at a bar. And I, I hate putting these, like, who's physically attractive things, so I kind of feel bad. I'm trying to think of, like, who would Just, be someone that you would not seek out. Like, who would... If Taylor Swift came in the bar, that's a good one. one. Okay, I'm just saying. If Taylor Swift, okay, you're lying. If Taylor Swift came in the bar and was just like, "You need to calm down," and then she want to fuck, you'd be like, "I don't think so." Yeah, nah. What? I'm not either. But dang, Taylor Swift. I have to be attracted to you. The Hennessy need to be flowing. Okay, the Hennessy is flowing. Tina Turner said it was flowing then, so it's flowing. I, I have to and 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 she's putting that extremely flat ass all up on you. <laughs> right. And it's it not feels doing like anything two by four. Me. Wow. It's not good. It feels this. like someone's rubbing a two by four over your genitals. Right. And you're just like, I mean, I like can what I'm supposed to do? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can give it a go. <laughs> give, it a old, yeah, give, give it an old. Yeah, give it an old college try. <laughs> <laughs> to tie this shit back in, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to come back and be like. Yo, Yo I fucked the shit guess up where Swift. I was this past weekend? What'd you do, Mike? I fucked Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think you would be cool with that. You wouldn't? No. And you wouldn't either? I would. I would just tell her that she need to bring that Hennessy bottle with us. Like, you got to buy it from the I bar. might not want to be drunk. Then, I'm going to need to be. Because I might not remember. I want to remember everything. everything. So you come to Is the Mike still on and tell everybody Bro, about it? I'm, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. That's, that's fucked up. I wouldn't do that. Uh-oh. But. If it was like an open, like, yo, I just met this guy and I just wanted to have sex and whatever. <laughs> if if she really liked me, I wouldn't do it. But if she was just like, yo, 
I want you to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Taylor Swift. I think she's not to be mean or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm in no way attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But it would just make the best story so, so, ever. So let me ask you. So like you can <laughs> you can get physical with women that you're not really attracted to because it I- takes practice. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that came from experience. Huh? Oh, I mean, oh, because Not a lot of times, but if there's some, no, I'm kind of joking. But if it's somebody that's mad at a bar, no, I'm not trying to take you home if I'm not attracted to you mm-hmm. either physically or mentally. But even if, if you're they throw a it up, like like on just on a silver platter, like like mama, no, that, that's why no. I For said what? you can't you you're not gonna have a fun time. Exactly, yeah. it's like what's the point? No. I can have a fun time if I'm inebriated enough. Mm-mm. Because I'm not trying to do that. You're not taking advantage of me. I'm not still... a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she could have this meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it, oh well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. If it's a celebrity, I would I would do it just to say I did it. Mm. But I've told y'all that many times. This is nothing new. I don't care how old you mm. are. I don't give a fuck what you look like. If I can come back here and get, as the young kids say, clout. <laughs> yeah. I'll make love you to still you want right. clout? No, nah, I just think it'd be funny. Story. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, be a funny the story. Thing ever. Thank you, Huey. Like Mike <laughs> fuck Taylor Swift. That's amazing. If Taylor Swift. Just, he was also like, like I just fucked early twenties. Right, I just fucked some random it tur- guy. It turns out that it's like right. That would be so. <laughs> that would be funny, a bit, like if I show up on like these blogs and shit. <laughs> like, it's me, out, Mike Town. Like the lamest guy at the club is Mike, and he's the one who fucked Taylor Swift. Walking out the bar, right? Stumbling, like oh. I mean, it would be all day. It, yeah, it would be good promo for Daddy Hip Hop, though. Would it? Hell <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, they'll eat that up. Yeah. Oh, yep, my so God. I. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. You need, you need a toothpick? <laughs> wait, hold on. A magnifying glass. Wait, wait, hold on. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, because um, they ate it up when, um, what, was it Katy Perry that retweeted you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, now, let Katy Perry come to the yeah. bar talking about, I want to make love. <laughs> like, all right. Okay. You're not going to tell nobody, right? Good, because I am. I'm going to tell everybody. Y'all going to be jealous, too. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, you got it. You all lying, bro. I'm not lying. Y'all lying. I swear to you. Not, not even not Katy lying. Perry. I, I mean, Katy Perry is kind of attractive. <laughs> what is that? I don't oh, want to discuss this. After Pussy Mints. Mm. <laughs> What I saw this on IG yesterday. Wow. Mm. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, anyway, mm. yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah, you might need that for Taylor though. Why? Yeah. No way, okay, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think. We, no yeah. way. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're gonna move. Probably on. tastes like Apple Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, no. She's rich. What that mean? That they Apple get like they Jolly. get injections that make. It come. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like God. I want my pussy to taste like pineapple this week. Hell no. I want to, but um, but Tyler, I want to put it back on you. Are Please. you are you uh, <laughs> yeah. are you aggressive like that? Oh, um, I feel like I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But like, what I was thinking because I mean, the conversation just kind of went in one direction. Right, it was right. actually kind of <laughs> cool to watch. But like, because when I asked the question earlier, I was then going to follow that up with how I feel like most women, like depending on when you grew up and like depending on who your family is, mm-hmm. had an auntie or a mom or somebody that told them like, oh, you can't do that because then the dude won't respect you because mm. then they didn't feel like they had to chase it or whatever and so i feel like that's something that my aunts definitely told me when i was growing up mm-hmm. um and so i was gonna like kind of tie that all <laughs> in with the question but it just went somewhere else and <laughs> I, i'm trying to i can't even try to pull it back if i wanted to but <laughs> got you got you i don't want to ch- well is the chase even fun anymore these days 
it feels like times are changing mm-hmm. where that's not as prevalent as it used to be. The chase? For, for men, yeah. I, uh, guess. I, I mean, know. I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Like, if you're looking for a relationship, it could be kind of cool. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. But it, it depends. Like, it can't be, you know what I'm saying? It can't be that long of a chase. Like, mm-hmm. it can't be wild out here. Like, it's got to be... <laughs> It's got to be fun, like flirty, like <laughs> yeah, marathon. You, know right. you got to yeah, give me something mar- back, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like that shit will get confusing to the way I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, because we're stupid. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be all up on her then if she's not really feeling me yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. it's got to be clear that's like a fun game. Like it got can't you, be yeah. you actually running away. Then I <laughs> <laughs> like come here. I won't get over here. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> like, I thought you were playing. You know, uh, if it's like the first night y'all have really hung out and she says, okay, maybe she doesn't say I want you to make love to me since we've decided that that's not acceptable. <laughs> but if she's like, you know, I want to fuck, I want this dick or whatever, even if you give it to her, do you still respect her the next day or as men are you conditioned not to do that? I respect All her. Right, yeah. We're conditioned, but I think that a lot of us have probably kind of broke that tradition a little bit. Okay. But yeah, we but are would con- you date her? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Unless I go back to the same bar and I see her dating <laughs> to somebody else the next day. Like, wait a goddamn minute. Yeah. <laughs> one plus one, carry the four. No. Yeah. But now she's cool. Like, yeah. I think as we hear more women speak, you know, and and express their side of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of breaking some of those old ways that you know I you know I just speaking for myself, I was raised up. With so as we hear that sometimes they've already made that choice, but because they were raised a certain way, they have to portray it as something else, you mm-hmm. know, in order to to kind mm-hmm. of feed into the you know the the narrative of you got to be chased. Um, so, I, but I think as as time you know goes on and we continue to evolve, and they be like, look, sometimes it's just what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to sleep with multiple people, this is what I want, and you all got to be cool with it, whatever, whatever. I think. We're starting to understand and and the respect for them is starting to change a little bit than the way it used to be. Yeah, I definitely think traditions are definitely changing. I think even how people just view dating is is changed. Like where I know the majority of us come from the school of, especially on the first date, we're going to pay for everything. Some women are more open to, nah, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess I, I just oh, especially Michael's saying no to yeah, he's not like on the first date to me, really, absolutely. On the first date, because I feel like I'm the I'm the one that's pursuing you, so I'm the one that's gonna set these plans. I'm the one that's gonna say, hey, this is what we're gonna do, whatever. Like this is my plan. I, I'll take care of it. And then moving forward, it's kind of like it's either fifty fifty, or if you want to do something, you want to pay for it. Like I'm not gonna say nah, but um, I, I wanted to go back to what Ken was saying. So since you are the only female um at the table right now, would you say that you know within the first five to ten minutes whether or not that person can get it? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, like, I wasn't really thinking about somebody like that, and then something happens in the time that I've known them. It makes me be like, oh. But, I mean, I also, it's one of those things where even though I see the jig, it doesn't mean that I think that everybody's immune to it. And what I mean by that is that, like, I think the idea of not respecting a woman if she gives it up on the first date is absurd. Mm -hmm. But I know that that's what a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? And also the idea of giving it up is this kind of thing that we're socialized to frame it that way. Like she's giving you something instead of getting it for herself. Like it all just kind of goes into like socialization and the way that men are socialized to be women and like women are socialized to view sexuality and all that shit. We don't have to like go super deep into that. But the point is that like, 
yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even if I'm like, yeah, I do this right now. Let's go. I would not say that because like I was just always taught that that's not going to be received well. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Have you tried it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, have you tried being that upfront and direct? Yes, I have when I was younger, but also uh it was in situations where I didn't really give a fuck about the outcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't do, like, if I was on it, when you were just talking about, like, on your first date with somebody, and you're like, I'm pursuing you and this, that, and the other. If I'm on a first date with somebody, and I really Mm -hmm. like them and see potential for a relationship, even if I was, like, all about it, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that because I would think, okay, if I do that, then this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, girls. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I've, I've... definitely heard that before and like um been told that to me like from that perspective mm. like, i wouldn't be this is why i wouldn't have done that at the you know first date or whatever mm. because they do look at it like that like if um if i give it to you on the first day i probably i might not see you again like there's a strong mm-hmm. chance i might just not see you if i and i actually like you you know what i'm saying so that is a weird thing to where it's like some dudes, they could be feeling you the most out of, like, everybody in the room. But they're more likely to, like, if if y'all aren't, like, they're more likely to, to uh, just try to talk to you with, with intent to, like, get your number or something to hang out instead of, like, fucking you even if they really want to. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to clear up the, the, the pay thing real fast and we can move on. But y'all, y'all looked at me like I was crazy when I say I don't pay for the first date. Um, do you, again, since you're the only woman here, do you expect <laughs> a guy to pay for the entire meal on the first date? Because the only reason I, I haven't is because there's been a few times where I've tried and I've gotten a very stern, like, no, no, we are going Dutch. And I've been like, okay. So it's like, I don't even really try it anymore. I might just go and just put my credit card down. And if she puts hers down too, then we're good. But I wouldn't be like, no, baby, I got this. I'm the man. I have a penis. So therefore, I'm paying on the first date. You know, I don't do that anymore. I just put it down. And if she puts it down too cool, if she doesn't, whatever. So do you expect a guy to pay for the entire meal the first date? First of all, let's say that Tyler is not the spokesperson for all of <laughs> this. is just Tyler's opinion. But um, the FIFA allowed to be like, you know, only one we hear the man. But Mike does it. Mike getting no, 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 no. I said it because that was the second time I was right, asked right, as the only right, woman in the room, and right. I was like, let me give Shut this disclaimer right, right, right quick. Everybody oh, has a role to play. You know your last name. You're gonna be the right, right, right. <laughs> Damn. But um, expectations versus. I mean. I feel like they generally do. I feel like it might impact the way that I view their intentions or how serious they are if they don't. What I always do, like if I'm on a first date where that's not clear, when the bill comes, like most of the time I feel like the dude will reach for it and pull it towards him if he means to pay for it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Or, you know, I'll kind of reach for my card and let him tell me no (laughs) if he wants to. And then if he doesn't, then I'll just, you know, I'll pay for my half or whatever. Hmm. But I, I will say that it probably impacts the way that I view him. But I feel like that kind of goes back to the socialization thing mm-hmm. and just like what we're taught to expect. Because then I'm like, oh, you're not serious. Oh, this is probably uh, like fourth date today or, you know, in the past couple of days. And that's why you don't want to pay. I feel like I would think differently about his intentions. Mm-hmm. I've had women always tell me that when a guy <clears throat> tries to pay for the entire meal on the first date, that they think it means that they are expecting something back. And I've always had that in my head. Where I'm just like, I don't want you to think that. Who taught you that? A lot of the women that I've dated. Really? Yep. Mm. Where they're like, yo, you know, 
I want to pay my my share mm. until I know that this is something serious. And then if you want to pay, cool, then I might pay down the line, whatever. But if it's a first date, I've had quite a few women tell me that they always want to pay their share as well because they don't know you. And a lot of guys are fucking stupid. And we might think, you know, if I'm paying for the whole meal – I'm getting some ass at the end of the night. Well, a lot of dudes do think or act like that, but it also kind of, oh, absolutely. But it also like kind of depends on what kind of date it is. Like, is this a date where you met somebody online and you know that this is a date or is it like somebody that is in your social circle or that you like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it kind of depends on how much of a date is it. Mm -hmm. And that can be like kind of gray area Mm -hmm. sometimes. Hmm. Um, but so, yeah, I've definitely like interacted with dudes like for, like that I just knew or that I was on a date with that like kind of had that whole mentality like, oh, I paid for this or oh, this shit cost this much. So like that's the fucking side What's of the menu. You've heard that joke. Wow. You know, you realize you're on the fucking side of the menu. Mm-hmm. And you got to have money to take women to restaurants because women go to restaurants to lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> they got to order from that expensive side of the menu to side with the steak and the lobster and the Dom Perignon. Guys like to give them that little warning too, huh? Ooh, honey, you understand? That's the fucking side of the menu. You understand that? No, 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 no. No, no. You order from that side of the menu, somebody is fucking. You understand that? I'm not saying it's you, but somebody live where you live is fucking me. You understand that? It's steak, lobster, and dick. It is a combination. That's right. One of them men and women at home making love. He's going, God, can we stop now? Uh-uh, bitch, you wanted them chicken wings. You keep going. <laughs> and you had a doggy bag. That means I'm coming back tomorrow. God damn it. Fuck that. Not, not the appetizer side. Because right. that'd be on the left. When you get into the <laughs> mind to the right. Yeah. Oh, you want that lobster steak, huh? Uh-huh, that comes with a side of dick. <laughs> 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 you may not know. It might not be on the menu, but... That's the secret menu. That's the secret menu, right. <laughs> yeah, every restaurant got a secret menu nowadays. <laughs> right. I, I, th- I mean, everybody knows here that I, I tend to overthink things a lot when I really shouldn't. But mm-hmm. that's one of the things I definitely overthink. If I'm on a date, I'm like, if she reaches for her card, go ahead and pay. I'm not playing this game of, no, girl. If you reach for the card, go ahead and keep reaching. But doesn't it also matter who asks the person out? Nope. Mm, to me, nah. it does like that. That that's a big part when I used to date, right? Like, like that was a big part for me. Like, if if you invite me out to something, then I'm more apt to go Dutch. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if I put everything together, like I'm just paying for it because I'm the one that initiated. See, now that's weird. So when she initiates it, you expect mm-hmm. to go Dutch. You don't expect her to pay for the whole thing. But if you no. initiate it, you expect to pay for the whole thing. Only when she's my girl, I would expect for her to either pay or we go Dutch. Like, cause obviously right. we're going to have that conversation before we do anything, right? Like uh, who paying for this shit? You know what I'm saying? But like, if it's a new girl, like somebody I'm just getting to know, like, hmm. I don't know. Like I just... I guess I was taught not to put that pressure on her, especially if I'm the one that's initiating this 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 intimate, you know, setting and environment. Like it's on me. Interesting. Okay. I feel like there's just a whole it's like kind of a landmine of shit though, in terms of especially just thinking back to like stuff my aunties or my mama told me like when I was growing up. It's like on one hand, you don't want to seem like you're expecting this or you're like mm-hmm. a quote gold digger or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I've also had people say like, oh, well, you know, if you reach for your card, then they're going to feel like, oh, well, you must not feel like you're worth this dinner or some shit. You just you get like so <laughs> I feel like there are so many things that you're told of like how to be a woman, 
you know, that mm. it's just like all a giant, it's a, it's a giant mess. Um, What's your golden rule? In what capacity? And just like, like I guess dating situation. Are you? Oh, I guess you already said it. You said you might reach for it, and if and if he, and just to kind of see if. But but like I said, that also yeah. kind of depends on like what the situation is like how much of a date is it you know what i'm saying gotcha, is this our yeah. first date is this our third date you know what's right. the expectation or what's the parameters here like if it's i don't really do online dating mm-hmm. but like back when i tried it <laughs> like a couple times and <laughs> swiftly decided to stop um you know like in that situation it's very obvious it's a date like okay we met in this circumstance where we are trying to find people to date or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. in that instance you know i feel like it's a little bit more okay i'm expecting you to do this or this is kind of the tradition mm-hmm. that we're operating under but if it's like a i don't know i'm trying to think of, i'm trying to think of an example mm-hmm. dating's weird yeah being is. a woman is weird yeah. in terms of socialization <laughs> no no for sure for sure i agree I've even been told like don't don't open my door, like huh? yeah, bro. What, so it's like, like my, my daughter's like, like, like <laughs> doesn't, oh, doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah it, my daughter's like that, and I I taught her that that's the way a man should be. A but gentleman. a lot of women look at that as like you are treating them sort of lesser than, as opposed to the whole sh- thing. Bro, I'm not. Def- I've look. heard people say that. I don't. Yeah. I don't agree with it. And my yeah. mom always taught me to be like super ladylike and you know mm-hmm. like upstanding and don't cross your legs too high and all that stuff. But like I've heard people, I've heard people say that some women look at that as being ladylike. Like I, I can open my own fucking door. Like I don't need you to come open my door. Like for what? So like, cause like my sister got mad at me one time because I, I was dating a girl and I, I had said to her like, yeah, she mm. does not. The first time I tried it, she literally cussed mm. me out. and Was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, okay, she's doing too much. Open, yeah, even if she doesn't door, prefer that, she, she didn't have to cuss you it. out, right? <laughs> I was just like I was opening it. She's like I can open my own door. Like I have hands. I was like okay. Okay, wait. Did she cuss cool. you out or did she say? She I said, can open "What my the own fuck door? are you doing?" She didn't say it like "What the fuck are you doing?" She was like, <laughs> "Was she like, put no the- bass behind it?" No, nah, it wasn't the bass behind okay. it. It was almost joking, but it at the same time, you couldn't doing? really tell. Yeah, she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was okay. like, "I'm opening your door." And she's like, "Don't do that. I can open my own door." And I was like, "Okay." And I didn't do it anymore. Like she cut you out at all. See how men be doing that? Like yeah. you just express discontent <laughs> about something, and then all of a sudden you were cussing them out. Okay, I see Mike is just on the bullshit block today, so Mike can just shut the fuck up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's hilarious, Holy bro. Um, yeah, my fucking cuss me out. <laughs> fuck y'all. God damn it. She cursed at me, therefore she cursed me out. <laughs> y'all kiss my ass. He can't help it, bro. Uh, <laughs> he can't help it. But yeah, my daughter's y'all like that. Girl, but yeah. My daughter's like that, and, and, I've, and, I've, and she sees me doing it all the time, and I'm mm. like, and she still doesn't like it. Mm. Pulling it's, chairs it's, out, all of that. All of that. She doesn't like mm. it at all, man. I'm like, that's mm. weird. If it was one girl, I'd be like, okay, that's just you being a fucking jackass. Mm-hmm. But it's Remarkable. literally been the majority of the girls I've dated. Have, they haven't gotten like weird mm. about it like this one girl did. But other ones have been like, you don't need to do that. I can, I can do that. I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah. I won't do it anymore. Hmm. Your day and age, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything, Rock? Did y'all see the whole uh, Meg Thee Stallion sign to Rock Nation? That's, That's a wrap for her. Yeah. Why do you say that? Our nation's not good with with artists. Hmm. I I think it was I, a, go ahead go ahead go ahead. It was a couple things I thought of when I saw it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. is this a good look for her with everything going on, going on with Jay Z? Plus, 
the thing that you said, FIFO, that he wouldn't be able to do these type of things, being that he signed with the NFL, or are you just saying that with, with, with players? No, that was just with players. Okay, all right. That was with players. With entertainers, he could still do whatever the hell he wants to do because there's no conflict of interest there. But I think it's interesting your your stance, Ken, that this is that Rock Nation, and I guess I guess this is pretty much what happens to any label or management company that starts to just get so many acts is how do you manage it all, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think overall, I don't know, outside looking in, it feels like it's a good move. I think anytime an artist with any type of clout of their own that signs to rock kind of enhances them. Like, do you feel it is detracting from Megan? Maybe I'm somewhere conflating Rockefeller with, with Rock Nation. Um, but I, I, bingo. Yeah. I know, but I, I just know that <laughs> historically when, when Jay or artists sign with Jay, they don't tend to pop like that. But I, What's working for her is that she's already pop. Yeah, but I, but I, I slightly disagree. Like when you look at some of the people that they manage, right? Like like Big Sean has been everywhere. Like has he tapered off a little bit? Of course, but that's everybody's career. It's balancing out now. Um, you look at Dave East. You look at um, shit. He's been gone, bro. Uh, the second that, he said that Lil Nas X comment, he been out of here. Oh, he had, he had no, a Lil Nas been, X He's still kind of like treading water right Get now. Get out of here. Well, well, not, nobody, and I love Davies. Ain't nobody he, talking about Davies yeah, anymore. Well, well, not from a music perspective. Like now he's playing uh, the Method Man. Zone. You yeah. have to. I'm just saying. Because nobody still, was talking about his music anymore. He got canceled. <laughs> and he's not doing a good job in that from what I heard. No. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, he's bad? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of bad. Wow. But. You know, who you're still so much <laughs> Yeah, me, next. No, they had a, they had a list of people. I can't think of who. Yeah, I can't everyone think of. But if you now. can't think of them, isn't that kind of Ken's point? I mean, Rihanna, right? Where's she? What you mean, where is she? Is she doing Rihanna's music always popping. No, what are you I'm, talking about? She's always popping. So let's just go through the Rock but Nation. She struggle, though. Let's With go. that first album, Palm the Replay or whatever. Yeah, but after that, it was But yeah, because she needed a rebranding. Like, she was too young. But is she still doing... That that was me. That was me. Oh, Working is she still me. doing music? Rihanna, yeah, yeah. The, the music ain't going nowhere. She just took a little break to handle some business, mm-hmm. makeup and fragrances, and mm-hmm. you know appearances and all. That's that all stuff. probably still managed by Rock. Yeah, yeah. it's all managed by Rock. So let, yeah. let's look at the Rock Nation artists. Obviously, Jay Z, Rihanna, we just spoke about J Cole, Meek Mill, DJ Khaled. I don't know if y'all heard of Jay Park, but he's a Korean artist. Um, he has a couple big features: Rita Ora, Shakira, Big Sean. T.I., Little Uzi Vert, Yo Gotti, Fabulous, Jaden Smith, Wale, <coughs> Justin Sky. I don't know who that is. Maxo Cream oh, is part yeah, that's of Rock right. Nation. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Wait, Alicia Justine Keys. Sky? Is that what it says? Oh, Justine Sky. Yeah, that yeah. That group I, that made that random song. I didn't even know they were still around. Uh, I don't even know who she is. Now, it's a group of two girls, and they did... Uh, Move your body, girl, or some shit like that. They came out in like two thousand five. No, 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 no. That's ah, uh, sky vanilla, something. Was it vanilla? But sky? that's not. That's not. No, nah, it's not vanilla sky. That's, <laughs> that's a movie, sky right? Movie yeah, that's a movie. yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I know who you're talking about. I, I'm a, but that's okay, not, that's right, not that. the same. That's person. not the same. That's not them. Um, Vic Mensa, Calvin Harris. I don't know who Calvin Harris is. I know Calvin Harris. Okay, man. Rhapsody, Willow Smith, Jim Jones. Okay, we get it. Remy Ma, M.I.A., Casanova, Tindall, we get it. Jada Kiss, DJ Mustard. I'm just saying, this is going long. Beanie Siegel. No, we that. get it. But no, yeah, no. Nah, Ken's it, wrong. We got it. Yeah, man, it, it <laughs> but I, I said that, that you know, I might be, you know, because I think when Rockefeller, when they signed all those people, that shit went nowhere. 
And so I think I think now he's more like rush management was back he, in the day. He he's management. All it's of those not guys a label. already like fully established. But so was Megan. So this isn't going to hurt. But, her. Exactly. Yeah, but I, and and, but I and J. J Cole was a nobody until he signed to Rock Nation. Rihanna was a nobody. J. Cole was a nobody, bro. He wasn't as big as he is today. He wouldn't be J Cole if it wasn't for Rock Nation. I disagree with that. But that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> James, James Fauntleroy. He's also part of rock. Yeah. The actor? No, the musician. James Fauntleroy? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> you never. Actor? Nah. That's a musician? He's a musician. Name an album. That's what I thought. I know he's, he, he's. I know he's. I think featured. he's like a writer or something like that. He, but yeah. um, and I think uh, Nipsey Hussle's featured him. That's how I know. Yeah, him. He, he's done some stuff. He, he's an old name. Yeah. Fauntleroy? Yeah. F A U. N T L E R O W. Who the hell I'm thinking of? I don't know who this yeah. dude is. No, he he he's been featured on Nipsey a couple times. So yeah. So, so what's the okay. conclusion well, of that? I guess. Huh? Yeah. I'm just saying what. I guess oh, no, I was wrong. I, yeah, I think I I think it's a good I think it's a good move for for Meg because realistically, who else is she going to sign management with that is going to propel her to the next level to have bigger contacts or connections than Rock Nation right now? Next level? Well, never mind. I'm just going to mention the controversy that's going around. What was the controversy, Jay? I mean, oh, with the yeah, 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 with the. uh, I think I think more so than even the deal that he pegged with the the NFL. Yeah, the people that was cutting off the dreads and shit. No, the 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 really happy black guy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I want to thank the white lady for cutting my dreads off. I think I think I think that was a bad move, man. Right now, what Jay Z said about um, police brutality and single family households—that's the most incendiary shit that he. Yo, like this, which is from January though, and that was the thing that um, was a little confusing for me. Like, so that came out before the NFL deal. Yeah, Wait, yeah, what that you, was what January 2019. He was basically saying, you "Think about the idea of uh, growing up in a single parent house, which I grew up in, which me grew up in, and having an adverse feeling for authority. Right, your father's gone, so you like." I hate my dad. Well, nobody tell me what to do. I'm the man in the house. And then you hit the street and you run into a police officer. And his first thing is, put your hands up, freeze, shut up. And you're like, excuse my language, everybody. You're like, fuck you. Right? So that, in- that interaction causes people to lose lives. Like, we don't want people that's uh, in charge of the police uh, areas to be in danger either. We want to be very clear. You know, if someone commits a crime, they should go to jail. But these things are just disproportionate, and the whole world knows it. A lot of these issues were, are in place now because they were run on, they like political issues. People run on this and gotten elected to office, and there's no disrespect. I don't want anyone to feel defensive about what I'm saying. I'm just saying the honest truth. And the people that are here today and the politicians that are here today know it's the truth. That's why they're here, and it's a humane issue, right? So if we... A broken the family structure in one um, culture, it affects everyone. It affects that police officer who has to go home to their kid. It affects, um, you know, people who are raising kids and uh, working really hard and have to pay taxes. And then, you know, we're housing people in jail for incredible amounts of time. And this money is coming from you know, hardworking people. So it affects everyone in some sort of way. And it's an important issue. I think that for me, me and be very specific, 
that and education are the two most important issues for us. I, I don't agree. I, that's has some anybody cool seen the whole thing yet? Right. That's, 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 that's always say, my yeah. thing. Is like Twitter loves to take a a ten second clip of a 30 minute long conversation mm-hmm. and be like this is what he said and therefore mm-hmm. he's a this and it's like i i watched the same clip i assume mm-hmm. you saw mm-hmm. and i couldn't find the full thing anywhere yeah because at first i, I had the it. same reaction like mm-hmm. what the fuck is he talking about but mm-hmm. it seems like it was that clip was edited mm. and I'm, I'm not trying to defend jay-z well, were- <clears throat> but it just seemed like that clip was a very small piece of a much larger conversation mm-hmm. so it was, was and they tend to do that with a lot clips. of stuff uh, I didn't see the string. Okay, so I missed a few. Yeah, yeah. There were there pieces. were like two or three other things where, but it was it was part of that that whole um, conversation he was having. I too would like to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is, uh, I just found it really really interesting the timing mm-hmm. of the release of a video, a right. panel right. that took place in January. It feels very conspiratorial to me. Mm-hmm. That they would drop this after the NFL shit where there's so much controversy mm-hmm. going on. Right. Then yeah. Jay-Z turns around and partner up with some group in Chicago that has a problematic past as well with the tweets mm-hmm. that they have recently deleted. What's the group? The tweets about they apparently uh, pro-Trump and uh, Blue, Blue Lives Matter. He said like what's that. the group because I don't remember. Oh, the oh, is. oh. Um, can somebody look up the group real quick? I'll, I'll find it later. It's okay, and it's right. It's Kurt. It's, I can't think of the name. Yeah, don't worry right about now. it. I'll find it later. It's cool. Go ahead. But um, but yeah, yeah. So you know, you end up partnering with them. You know, <clears> they <throat> cutting off dreadlocks and all this other stuff. It just looks really, really bad. And it's like for me, it's like, okay, who didn't do their research? Right. When they pick this company out of all the companies, because right. this is a group that looks good on the front end, mm-hmm. but on the back end, they did some kind of. Shady shit. With this the is the drugs. group that has the website where it's like it has like a picture of these black children picking flowers, and people were like, "Oh, it looks like they're picking cotton." And it had like the really know. happy white lady that was cutting somebody's yes. hair. It's the same group, probably so. Because I saw that, and mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the group, but I, I did see the website, and I was just like, "Y'all are reaching mm-hmm. the cutting hair thing." I get it, mm-hmm. but when people were like, "Oh, it looks like you're posting pictures of kids picking cotton," I'm like, "Bro, there's no cotton. There's fucking flowers. Like it's literally." Red flowers. Yeah, like, that, that's a reach. About? It's Crushers Club. It's Crushers Club. Crushers. Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that, like that's the name of them. Hmm. Um, I mean, but but the fact is, you know, they they cleaned it up. They deleted the tweets. Um, and you know, of course, it's one of those things we have to wait and see what happens. But it's just a series of of bad moves and bad PR for Jay Z. The merch that they're selling, where part of the proceeds go to, uh. You know these these groups that's supposed to help uh, with police brutality and all this other stuff. Um, we didn't get a percentage of that. We don't know how much, but you know it, it definitely wasn't all. So, um, so I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm still I'm still very much kind of I'm still very much against what's going on right now. I still don't like the way it's, it's playing out. No. Uh, yep. He's he's definitely under a microscope right now. Yeah, yeah, and and the moves hasn't hasn't been good. It hasn't been anything to force me to to think otherwise. Um, so does far. any of this really surprise you? Not at all. No, I'm kind of confused about the people that are actually really upset about this. <clears throat> I don't feel like Jay Z has really shown himself to be some sort of like big time social activist so it just seems bizarre to me that people are just if this was lupe i would get it or if this was like 
Killer Mike or if this was even Kendrick, I would see people being or J. Cole. I'd see people being like, what the fuck? Why is he doing this? But what has Jay-Z done to make you guys expect that he wouldn't do something like this? Like he got in, not in trouble, but he already got criticized before for making those shirts. I forget what the shirts uh, said. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Shirts. And was yeah. like selling them on his website. So it's like Jay-Z it's is a does. capitalist, a pure capitalist. And because he's black, people seem to assume that he's going to do something other than go out there and try to make money. Like nothing Jay-Z does anymore pisses me off or confuses me. I'm just like, oh, I think it's, it's a money thing. Because Ooh. of stance. Stances he, he's taken before in support of Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. What are um, those stances? Which, um, you know, about telling people not to play the Super Bowl. Him um, not doing he did himself. that? Yeah, he did that and he didn't do it himself. Yeah, he, he turned down the Super Bowl. The the lines he's had mm-hmm. uh, targeting the NFL mm-hmm. for the things that they've done. So, um, so, so it's he, just NFL stances, not – Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he bailed some people out um, – in uh, Baltimore, right? Um, you know, in the past, so that's the activism part that people have started to see from him. He's also like paid some people's legal fees. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember exactly who. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a yeah. laundry list. Of so stuff he started that he's done. to Is do there a, a lot laundry of list social though? activism. Yeah, somebody I can't remember who it was, but they posted like a lot of the stuff that he was doing. Hmm. He started to build a resume. He yeah. was building a resume, yeah. Yeah. and then he turned around and, and do this and. Has he has he explained no, why he did this, and has he given an explanation that falls outside of the box of I want to make money? No, no, not really. I wonder why. So nobody nobody of prominence has asked him to explain himself. Not that he has to, but nobody like a Elliot Wilson or somebody like that hasn't been like, yo, I want to know why. Like Funk Flex hasn't been. Yeah, I want to know. They're, like I know what's going on over there. They all love Jay Z, and they're all going to support him. But why? Um, that's because they don't want to piss him off. So that's all it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. They want to stay in his good graces. Hmm. Um. So and you know, for all we know, he very well could feel that he is doing a good thing. But you if know? he if he feels that way and he sees all this backlash, why wouldn't he want to discuss it hmm. and just True. be like, "Hey guys, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm doing it." Just so y'all shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Because because Jay is real strategic in that way. It, he plays the long game. So like he's not going to just address it like immediately. He's going to kind of take it all in and then address it some other type of way. That's 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 just how he moves. Yeah. He so he's basically he does, he doesn't just react to like outroar on Twitter. He he's going to be like I don't this care is about not this is not Twitter, outroar though. on Twitter. No, no, yeah. I'm just this saying is... I know it's not just Twitter okay. but but again, I think he'll he'll take some time and then like see this is what I've been doing. He never addressed the the Occupy Wall Street shit. He let it go. I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, because he's he's good with that kind of shit. Which kind of fixes him all, right? You. He don't respond to people that take shots at him. Right. Mm-hmm. He just kind of let it go and yeah, just keep moving. So he may not. I don't know. So this is a benefit that he has of you guys being sheeple fans where you don't question the shit that he does. And you're just like, okay, well, it's Jay-Z. And therefore, at some point, he'll explain it. But he never does. It almost feels like when the rape shit with Bill Cosby came out, we forgot about it. And it had to take like 15 years for it to come back. So in 15 years, it's going to circle back around with Jay-Z. I, I, I do see uh, the sheeple people, uh, but I also do see a lot of backlash, which I was really surprised by. Are artists saying anything? Those are more of the sheeple. They're, they're not going to huh. say anything. So they're just going to you know continue to just, oh, it's Jay-Z. He knows. He got to know what he's doing. We need somebody in the room, that sort of stuff. Mm, um, interesting. But, yeah, other people are like, nah, bro. Like, this ain't it. Interesting. So, um, so anyway, so, yeah. Okay. But, we'll, you know, we'll see um, how it goes. Um, 
Well, real quick, the Malik Yoba thing. Oh, that was very interesting. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. I did watch the whole thing. I don't know what, what he did. It. I'm sorry. It's your thing. Go. Um, he uh, did an interview with the Breakfast Club. Um, he came out uh, or stepped the fuck up or invite in, whichever phrase you want to use. And I got all those those last two from the interview where, um, you know, he publicly admit that he's, uh, as another phrase I got from the interview, trans attractive. Um, and that um, based on the interview, he's he's, you know, been feeling this way for a long time. Um, it's something that's been rumored about him f- for a while. And, um, you know, so he did an interview basically, you know, um, talking about the backlash, the support, everything that, that went down after he, you know, um, made that announcement. So uh, so David Johns was on there, and uh, two other trans women were on there as well. And, uh, of course, him and you know, it just basically gave... At the Breakfast Club? Yeah, yeah. It just oh. really gave them uh, a place to talk openly, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, issues and stuff that's going on in the trans community. Um, and uh, it was really interesting. It was like an hour, 12 minutes long. What does um, trans attractive mean? You're attracted to trans people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Which I felt weird. Every time they said it, I was just like, that sounds... And I almost tweeted it, but I was like, let me mind my fucking business. Yeah. But I was almost like, that sounds really offensive. Like, I feel the same way. But like, someone corrected him, though. During the interview, um, one of the trans women, I don't remember her name, but one of them corrected him at some point and says, I forget I how it was she... Ne- it was the only other one that was talking the most. It trans was loving or something. And it was Nila, I think. But I'm, I mean, more so. The more, yeah. the more important thing is what they said. I just don't remember what it was. But at some point, he he said it like four or five times. Yes. And I I was like, people always accuse me of being offended for other people. So that's why I was like, let me just shut up. But I wanted to ask, like, that sounds fucked up. Like she kept he kept saying, I'm trans attracted. I'm a heterosexual trans attracted man. Why couldn't you just stop at heterosexual? Like it just seemed weird for you to say I'm trans attracted. It almost seems like. You're trying to like make a point of it was almost like a white person saying I'm black attracted like it just sounded <laughs> weird. But then one of them did at some point say, yeah. "I wish you would stop saying trans attracted and mm. say uh, I forget." Fuck. I think like well trans. I think there was something. It's Nayla. Nayla. Nayla Simone was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of went back and forth. So it was another term, and then it was just yeah. just say you were attracted to women. Yeah. Too. So that 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 was that was put out there. Um. But you know, I mean, so so here's the question that I have. I felt the, I, I thought the whole thing was was weird. So when I heard about the new, I was like, okay, well, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and I was like, well, why is he doing all this now? Right. Then he got kicked out of five beta sigma, and apparently, he didn't get for inappropriate behavior. But it's not because. He slept with a trans woman, but because he slept with a minor that was a, I don't want to say, a minor. I think she said she was 14. So She was trans too, wasn't she? She was trans too. It was a trans woman that, that was that was a minor at 14. And because, and, and she was saying that she he was on a New York Undercover, mm-hmm. and that, that was a certain area that they would go, you know, go to, to, to pick him up most, and there were minors, and 
you know, and, and, you know, he would engage in sexual activity with them. And so my, my, my question when I found out like this may be the reason why he's getting ahead of it is, does that really change anything in terms of like him coming out with his truth? You know, like, so if, if, if you're trying to get in front of something that is obviously looked at because you're sleeping with a minor, it's going to look that as, as, you know, um, Mm -hmm. a horrible activity or rape, you know, if we want to use, we can use that word too. Like, does it mean that his impact is felt a little less? Because if it was genuine, right, if he came out like, look, man, I, I just want to come out, I'm 100% behind this community, and that's it, it would feel a little bit more sincere. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of when Kevin Spacey was accused of sexually assaulting, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but somebody else who's an actor, and apparently he was a minor. And Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey came out was like, hey, I just want to announce to everybody that I'm gay. And it's like, mm-hmm. you being gay is not the issue. The issue is that you sexually assaulted a minor. <laughs> right, so right. why are you coming out now? And you're coming out is kind of tainted by the reason why you're doing it. Is mm-hmm. I saw like a lot of people kind of vocalizing that. So it kind of reminds me of that. Mm. Yeah. Malik Yoba throughout the entire interview, from what I was getting from it, he seemed like he had an agenda. And the agenda did not seem to be to empower people within the black community to be open towards being in trans um, relationships with trans people. I don't know what his agenda necessarily was, but it just seemed I don't want to say it's phony either because it, it, that's kind of fucked up on my on my. I don't know. I wish you guys had seen it. Because it just seemed like he was trying to take over the interview. Like, you have mm-hmm. educated trans people here that want to discuss issues. Yes. But it's like every time, and they were even calling him out, like, yo, you're over talking to women. Mm-hmm. Like, and the other guy, I forget his David name. David Johns. David Johns. They're like, do you guys realize every single time these women try to speak, y'all are talking over them? Mm. And Malik Yoba continued to do it. Yep. Even after acknowledging that he's like, yeah, I keep speaking over these girls, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Mm. It was just weird. But. I did find the the interview interesting because, like I said before, when it comes to certain questions, I'd like to know the answers to just out of a curiosity thing, but I don't ask. And not to be a dick, but David Johns is the reason I don't ask certain questions Mm. that I might be curious about because it seemed like – and again, no one on the face of the earth has the responsibility to explain themselves to somebody that's ignorant. You don't at all. Mm -hmm. But – it seems like if somebody says, hey, we'd like to have you on our show to discuss these issues, it seems like then you're kind of opening yourself up to answering questions that might seem yes. either offensive or ignorant. You don't have to, but you should not really be surprised. So like Charlemagne was asking when it comes to being in a relationship with trans people, um, he asked, well, what if – what? It does it make a difference if they are fully transitioned or not? fully transitioned now i understood david johnson's Mm -hmm. response a hundred percent but at the same time you walked in here you knew that these guys were going to have some very ignorant questions because they don't know which they admitted over and over again over and over again but it was just like why are you interested in that why are you at i'm like like chill out like i understand you're probably tired of getting these fucking questions you're sick of it just like we get sick of having to explain black issues to ignorant white people. 
But I do feel like you can kind of sense when those people are being genuinely interested in what you have to say versus they're asking a trolling question because they're waiting for you to stop speaking so they can make fun of what you just said. But I wasn't getting that from Charlemagne. I didn't either. I didn't pick that up for Charlemagne at all. And I got, you know, he, he was, he was, he, yeah, he attacked Charlemagne when Charlemagne asked, like, when did you know? And it was like, ah, yeah. oh, well, when did you know that you like women? It was like, whoa, man. It was like, I mean, I was just, I was just asking. Like, there was a lot of moments where he was on the offense um, and, and attacking him for sincere questions. Like, you decided to go on that show. You wanted to go up there with the purpose of trying to educate you know, the black community. Mm-hmm. And they're asking questions that this huge audience of black people probably have themselves. And now would be a good time to answer them and educate them instead of pushing back against the questions. And it, 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 and it felt really weird. It was awkward. It yeah. Was very, very awkward. I understand. Like he could have, he could have said like, listen, you're, I understand why you're asking, you know, for me, I always knew it. Or at some point during puberty or something, I, I really got the inclination. Um, it was just the the way he responded. It was like, I wouldn't, it'd be different if you were asking someone on the street, mm-hmm. these questions. Cause it's like, I wasn't prepared for this. Mm-hmm. So why are you asking me this dumbass question? But if I walk into a room of of kids that's basically what they're doing because these are very ignorant like we don't understand type of people i wouldn't walk into a a classroom full of kids and be like hey we're discussing race today and then if somebody asks a race question me go why are you asking that right that's a stupid question why i could i could explain like hey you know that's a very insensitive question um Mm -hmm. i feel this 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 and this but just moving forward understand that when you ask somebody that they might not give you the response you're looking for because it's not something that they feel like discussing. Yeah, but, even Malik, some of some of his responses sometimes, because he kept saying this over and over again. He was like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, can you explain to me? I want to learn. So I'm going to lean in and learn about. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it, it was like, huh? And he, he kept saying, and, and I think they corrected him on that too. It's like we're not fetishes. We're not this attraction right. that you just – you know, you want to learn from, right? You know, especially when there's Google and all this other stuff. So then whenever he met someone, oh, really? I want to learn. And even the whole, even the whole stepping the fuck up, like when Charlemagne was like, "Oh, is is this you coming out?" He's like, "No, I call it stepping the fuck up. That's what I call it." That seemed weird to me too. Yeah, it's like, okay, man, like, chill. All right, <laughs> it's like you have a, you have some sort of aversion to the term step, like coming out. Yeah, I understand it's not your term but mm-hmm. why are you so defensive over like it just seems why are you weird. trying to change it to fit however you, i mean you know if that's how you feel that's how you feel but to be that aggressive yeah just you know weird. was was really 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 weird and it's but, over um, an hour long like it's yeah. like an hour and 10 minutes of this and i've seen some very enlightening discussions on trans issues especially when it comes to trans relationship because they, I think he was saying that the whole reason they want to talk about it was there was the the gentleman who was he killed himself because he Will Willoughby is his is last his name? name I think he came out and was, this was something I was actually going to discuss I think it was two shows ago but we went long like we're doing now um, but he can't he he was there's a video of him being accosted by a bunch of uh, black guys and 
I guess they discovered that he was dating a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And he was proud of it. He's just like, yeah, that's my woman. I don't know what the fuck. Like, why are y'all, like, why do you care? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you gay. You gay. You gay. And the video went viral and he ended up committing suicide because I guess, like, the the backlash over something that has nothing to do with anybody but him and his woman mm-hmm. was just too much. So I think Malik Yoba was trying to frame it like that's why he was doing this, but it just didn't come off that way. It came yeah. off as almost exploitative. Like I wish you guys had seen it because I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like like I I want to learn this stuff. I don't actively say to anybody like teach me, but yeah. I just pay attention to what they say so I can walk away with a little bit of knowledge. That's not what this came off like. Mm. This came off like yo I I. I don't know, man. It's just yeah, so weird. It's interesting because I'm always obsequious when it comes to this topic. You know what I'm saying? Um, because it's not something that I relatively like engage in like or actively engage in. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So whenever we bring up the topic, like I have to pay attention. But it just hearing Malik Yo, because the I just knew about the headline. Oh, he comes out. He's attracted to trans women. And in my head, I'm just like. Okay. Yeah, like who cares? Like exactly like okay. There's trans women out here. My only thing with the trans community is don't try to like trick somebody and then expose them. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I've heard that that's kind of that mean. So like where you know a trans woman would come on to a straight guy and not disclose that they're trans, and then once they kind of get them in the room and convince them of certain you know things and then out them like oh you're a trans lover and you're this and you're that or try to extort them so i've seen a that couple happens i've seen a couple Dwight Howard. yep oh, who's that oh, yeah. basketball player yeah. Yeah. yeah he was with a trans woman the trans woman was clearly more passing than maybe somebody else might be yeah but i think and he had, knew he I, he didn't know at first until she disclosed it and then he was cool with it Okay. He didn't necessarily know at first, and then she tried to blackmail him. Yeah, for yeah, for money. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, we're 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 going along. But yeah, but that was that. Yeah, if, I mean, it's an hour, twelve minutes. I don't know if y'all got that much time. But uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, interesting. I've seen better videos. I'll just say. Oh, that. damn! The whole interview was an hour twelve. Yeah, of wholeheartedly awkwardness. Maybe not for the people there. Maybe not for the people but there, just but at it. home watching that, mm. I was just because whenever I watch these things, even though it's never a one to one comparison, but I always try to put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and say, okay, if I was in the room of white people and they're asking me race questions, is this how I would respond? And the answer is no. But again, I don't ever feel like anyone has a responsibility to explain their life to anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you are trying to be an educator and you're walking into a room and you say, I'm here to explain this, I'm here to answer questions, Everything's then open. don't get like overly pissed off. I can see getting offended by certain questions because you're sick of hearing them, but I just didn't understand the the weird, almost animosity towards mm-hmm. the other. And I, I, I think she at the beginning of the interview, um, one of them was saying like, that some of the things that Charlemagne has asked has David caused Charles a lot of again. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, mm. you need to understand that trauma when you say certain things that this affects a lot of people. And I, I totally understood that. But how about you explain why what he's saying causes trauma and explain how he could maybe ask that question in a better way or something. But just saying you asked a stupid question and then leaving it at that. 
Okay, Charlemagne is gonna he's gonna ask that question again. Yeah. He's not gonna ask you, but he's gonna ask that question again. And I don't think what they did, I don't think it's gonna change the way Envy and Charlemagne act on the radio when it comes to the trans community. Mm. Because it's different when you learn something and you learn that you're not supposed to say something. It's 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 a whole other issue when it's just like I'm not gonna say this because I might get in trouble. Versus I'm not gonna say this because I know that what I'm saying is offensive because of this. Right. Does that make sense? did in my head. Yeah. It no, didn't I, when I started saying I understand. It. Yeah, we got you. I don't know. I thought the interview was fucking worthless, to be honest. It was just worthless to me. I was just like, I want to learn these things. I want to understand so I don't offend anybody. But all I walked away with was like, that was a fucking waste of an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah, because when you said an hour 12, I was thinking about our podcast. I didn't realize you were talking about the interview. Nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> like, Yo, the interview was an, was an hour and, and, and 12 minutes. Hmm. I've seen um, much better videos of people explaining trans issues. So if anybody wants them, I'll send them to you. That's not one of them. Yeah, I I, I, I found it somewhat interesting because he's a he's a a, a name. Charlemagne, Malik, Malik Yoba. Malik Yoba. Yeah, he's on Empire. Um, oh, is does anybody care what Malik yeah. Yoba's doing these yeah, days? That, anyway? Ever since Torres died, I don't want to hear Bro, Malik Yoba. That's, that's exactly what I was like thinking. Twenty minutes. I was like, Malik Yoba's <laughs> yeah, still well, alive. That's what I'm people are talking about him. Right, it's weird. but because of this, so it, it it kind of felt. I was like, man, you know, it's kind of dope that somebody's coming out and they're just, you know, being supportive and like, yay, humanity. And then it's but. like, <laughs> oh man, it's you slept with, a, with well, not only that, but damn, maybe it's because you slept with a minor. Mm. Oh come on, bro! Like, mm. kind of taints the uh, yeah, yeah. The but you know, issue. either way, um, you know what. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did with the white people. Um, if there are any trans listeners, we would love to get your perspective, not from an exploitative standpoint or a put you on the spot standpoint. But look, none of us really have a lot of um, insight into these things, except for stuff that we may have learned from fucking Twitter or YouTube. And I don't really see a lot of response from um, that community. I'll get it in my Twitter, but it's always just personal just to me or it might be in my DMs. So I never want to like, hey, this person said this because I don't know if they want that stuff to be public. But if there's anybody that's actually public and wants to explain some of these issues, we would love to hear. Or I at least would love to hear your perspective. On we've actually things. had, you know, I'm sorry, I stepped on your. No, so, go ahead. But yeah, we've actually had uh, a few listeners or one or two. I won't say a few uh, who are trans and listen to the show and have commented, you know, about some of the stuff we've said before in the past. So Yeah, yeah but it's very few and far dope. between. I'm talking about specifically with this Malik Yoba yeah. thing, the trans attracted quote unquote thing, like all of these things, like we'd love to know your perspective because we're definitely speaking from an ignorant standpoint, or at least I am. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for topics this week. Uh, we're going to jump into comment commentary after oh, we take New York this New undercover's coming back. That was Ooh. one of the things. Sorry, I just remembered that part. He said that at, towards the end of the video that near uh, undercover was coming back, so that might be why he's on there trying. Oh, wow. Like, bro, y'all killed Torres, yeah, that, and, and 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 Tommy from Martin is dead. So yeah, like, who's on the show? Yeah, the random white lady whose name no one knows, the fake ass Goldie yeah, Hawn looking chick. Like nobody knows what. Like who does he play now? Like, he plays he, himself. He didn't die. Torres died. I know, but I'm but he didn't get no promotion. On that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the basis of the show. Like he's still like Angry a cop, but he's bad as fuck. Oh my! My lips God. are still crusty. This is bullshit. <laughs> I still can't get no bird's bees. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, but after we come back from this break. <laughs> <laughs>
Sponsored by Burt's Bees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Granddad Wooly from the Dead End Gaming Podcast. Sorry to interrupt your show, but if you could just pause this and go subscribe to Dead End Gaming, we'd really appreciate it. We really would. It's the number one place for raw gaming opinions, news, and anything happening in gaming in general. It stars myself, BZ430, Eric V, and Tyler Durden. So if you're into video games and you're into a hilarious, great, entertaining content, Dead End Gaming is the place to be. So please subscribe, show us some love, and now enjoy your show. All right, so we're back, and we're going to jump into some common commentary. Um, Adam Wolfie on Reddit said, I'm a black ex-Mormon and can clarify, can clarify what Huey was talking about a bit. And the Book of Mormon is about how Native Americans were Jewish immigrants, so they were originally white. When they stopped following God, they were given a curse of the red skin or whatever. Blacks were denied the priesthood in the church all the way up until 1978. Two reasons were given. Uh, one, that we are descendants of Cain or Ham or whatever in the Bible, like what Mike was talking about. And two, that we were less valiant in the premortal life as in we didn't follow God as strongly. All of this is racist as fuck mm -hmm. and a big reason why I dipped. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for explaining. Yeah. I thought that shit sounded crazy. <laughs> How would Jewish immigrants be white? Jewish immigrants didn't fucking move here from Europe. I'm confused. He said Native Americans were Jewish immigrants, and then they started out as white, and their skin got darker <laughs> when they stopped oh. following the ways of God. Oh, so they went to mm. hell and they got burnt. Mm. Then they, okay. Uh, days is evil. Said businesses are not allowed to discriminate on basis of sexual orientation. I don't know if you guys realize it or not, but y'all, Mike and Rod, are in part arguing against the civil rights when you were talking about a business's right to discriminate. Yeah, huh? you replied to this. So. Yeah, I replied to it because I was like, this is astronomically wrong. Yeah, I'm not reading the whole thing, no. but yeah. Basically, it was one of those typical, like, they'll take two seconds of what we said oh. and try to make a whole argument out of it. And it's, it's like, like, it's like Twitter. On, Basically. Yeah. Nice try. JJ Bro one. <laughs> Uh, been waiting on this episode since I saw the special. I'm going to have to disagree with the fellas here, but as far as controversial jokes, this one was way more controversial than the other specials. That's why his name sticks and stones, which you guys would have touched on the council culture a little bit, though. I thought this special was his Netflix, was his best Netflix one by a long shot. Uh, yeah, you're wrong about, about that. That shit wasn't that controversial, bro. So that's going to do it for comment commentary. Um, there's a lot, lot more, but you guys can go read it on Reddit. Uh, we're running along, so I'm going to jump into some of these emails that we got that Mike asked for. Mm. Oh, yeah, this, this, this. Oh, just, just, what up, niggas? Just a little black story. <laughs> what, what did he ask for? A little black story was um, <laughs> I basically asked white people who, who are comfortable using um, the nigga word to explain why they feel comfortable using that word. And I promised that I wasn't going to attack them. So if you that's, see me. That's going to be interesting. Yes. <laughs> so you got no faith in me. I know you feel like. I do, man. Damn near a decade. You I got do. no faith it in me. It was a joke. I have no Comedy. faith in myself either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't promise. So I might attack these motherfuckers. You, <laughs> you stood up. Hey. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the past the mic segment, which is a little bit different because I'm going to be reading some emails and, um, that, you know, as they just explained, uh, that we got from white people uh, saying the N-word. So we're going to start with 
Uh, well, say her name? Nah, he didn't say name. So Bubba. I'm gonna just read. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, white person here. Oh, by the way, uh, you can send your questions to is the mic still on at gmail.com or Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, etc. Hi, white person here used to say they didn't wear it back when I was a teenager. Long story short, I'm from a small town area in the Midwest and I barely knew any black people at all until I met friends online. My high school had like three or four black students total. From what I remember, I learned that the N-word is a bad word growing up in the same way that fuck is. So once I started swearing casually, I felt okay saying the N-word. And the only people around me to get pissed off were old white conservatives. I wanted to get mad anyway. Once I started hearing black perspectives on the matter later on, I got irrationally angry because I felt like my parents telling me not to cuss again. First time I remember this was when I was around 16 and Milo released So the Flies Don't Come Home where he had the line. So we made a couple of sticker packs and pretended we didn't hear when white fans said nigga fast. For some, and he actually censored uh, it. For some goddamn reason, that line pissed me off enough to turn off the album. Wow. I ended up learning how racist I was around a year later, thanks to my unbelievably patient black friends who my maids put up with me all at all up to up to that point. So I hope this sheds some light. Mm. So he he thought it was like I guess synonymous with like curse words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So he thought he was being rebellious by yeah. saying it, not realizing that it's racist. Is that when I did I hear that mm, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but he learned. Right, right, right. He learned though. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Thank you, Bubba. That was a good, a good response. All right, I, what you got, Tyler? What's this? Oh, are we breaking this one down? He changed. Okay, <laughs> you, good? you good? Okay, we just right. hey, we got to do a, a Tyler check every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See what she. What at. would Tyler think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what's this person there? Dylan? Yeah. Cletus? I like Cletus. See, y'all being racist now. I fuck with Cletus, though. (laughs) (laughs) Mike does that shit. (laughs) And Ken's reading it all wrong, too. You need to put a little bit of more, you know, trouble in your voice. (laughs) Trouble? I don't think I can do trouble. Okay. Even if I tried. Uh, All right. uh, Cletus or Dylan? We're going to do Dylan? It doesn't matter. Okay. Dylan Cletus. He has two names. They do that. <laughs> Who is they? <laughs> I mean, am I lying? Mary Kate. As a Billy definitively Joe. white kid, I used to use the N word in high school. I didn't hear you. He said definitively. Oh, yeah. definitively. Yeah, we ain't saying no definitively. Yeah. <laughs> I had a pretty diverse group of friends, mostly coming from different sports, and it was never a thing, at least as far as I knew. Everyone of all races used it in the locker room and when we were hanging out with each other, and no one seemed bothered by it. This is a mixed crowd or just. He said diverse group of mm. friends. He didn't really. Gotcha. Yeah. My last use of the word also made worse when I saw Donald Glover stand up like my sophomore year. In it, he says that says that the only way for the word to no longer be offensive is if everyone used it for everything the way black people do in quotations. Wow. You haven't seen that? No. His stand up is actually funny as shit. Okay. Donald Glover's stand-ups? I liked it. No, they're not. These are funny. I mean, it's nerdy kind of humor, but fine. Y'all are too cool for Donald Glover. <laughs> he explained this by talking about how he uses it not just for people, but called the seatbelt the N-word when it wouldn't work. <laughs> see? 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 What? 
Luckily for my dumb ass, I figured out before I went to college that my hometown is not an example of how everywhere of how everywhere thinks, and it's not a word I need to say anyway. So I stopped saying. Sorry for the long uh, blah blah blah. These aren't the people that so, I love you guys. You know this is the people I want to hear from though. Uh, so it sounds like he just didn't want to get beat up. Yeah. Mm. So Where that's are why the people that saying. actively use it still? Those are the ones that I'm curious about. Like, well, why these people matter too, though? I, mean, I didn't say. See, that's why Mike don't ever say nothing because y'all just always trying to get me in trouble. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't say the white lies don't matter, Rod. No, that, that that's dope. As a person next to the person that's in a white person, that's saying the N word. We you know we get it. But now that we've gotten those stories, where's the guy that's still saying it now? Where's that white guy that's rapping? I I assume he's in your hand. You no, but this is actually, yeah, this. this is actually, this is the last one, and then we're going to get out of here for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, responding to Mike's question about white people using the N-word, I went to high school with this one kid who, who was in the same friend group as me. We hung out a few times, but I never considered him to be really a friend. He's insanely rich and lives in a huge mansion. He would frequently, frequently say the N-word when not around teachers or his parents, and if anyone ever confronted him about it, he'll loudly mock them for being too sensitive. We need this guy to write in. He seemed to legitimately think there was nothing wrong about him saying it. He'll even say it around the black guys he knew. And on occasion, will call them the N-word with the hard R as a joke. None of them ever said anything about it because he'll threaten to make up a story and get his parents to sue anybody who fucked with him. Would scare the shit out of us because we were 16 to 18. The only reason he didn't completely ostracize him was because he had all the cool shit none of us could afford and had a near unlimited supply of weed he would let us smoke for free. <laughs> this fuck? sounds like a TV show. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it Holy really shit. does. Whenever they would try to say something, he would threaten to sue their parents. Wow. You fucking niggers. That sounds My crazy. dad's going to sue you niggers. You want oh some God. weed, Johnny? <laughs> huh? You want you, you want to play wow. this video game, Johnny? You nigger you? You want you want this weed nigger? Was this Donald Trump as a teenager? Like, (laughs) my dad's gonna sue all of you niggers if you don't come play video games. What are you gonna get from us? Like, (laughs) right? Exactly. Yeah, that was. But they were sixteen. They didn't know better. So anyway, um, but the fact that he was like sinister enough to yeah. that's his threat like Which, this sounds like the guy from 13 reasons why this sounds like that bryce guy from 13 reasons yes. why like you are so detailed with your shit you're like i'm just gonna i'll, I'll sue you if you say that i say it <laughs> but like, you know what though at 16 <laughs> and being broke you know you ain't got shit I, that would have been my response like go ahead sue me for what what you gonna take but you're not really yeah you're thinking not, about it that way yeah you're mm. gonna think you got mm. you're gonna take the little shit that i do have you're not yeah. really not gonna have shit so all right, so I just got these shoes, and you're gonna take these shoes. <laughs> those are the emails we've gotten uh, so far. But uh, if you are white and you're still saying the word, write in. Did you go to Reddit? Yeah, okay. yeah. that last I, I, one was on Reddit. That was okay. uh, huh? those were emails. Oh, okay. Do you think we gotta put a caveat like white passing minorities too? No, why? Cause I don't because I feel like your excuse is just gonna be that I'm a white passing minority. I'm still a minority. I don't really. That doesn't really mm. interest me as much. I got you. I, I get what you're, I got you. I get no, what you're no, no, saying. I got you. I got you. I got you. And it was really. I, I don't think they believe us, or they. I don't think they believe me. I think they think that if they say something, that I'm really just gonna like. This is his name. This is his email address, and you know, everybody get him. I'm really just curious. I don't have any white friends who say nigga all the time, so I'm just curious to know. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. Shit, we this, we've done this for like three weeks now. 
and we haven't I mean, gotten we're getting that guy. close, man. <laughs> we're almost there. I don't think we're gonna get it, man. I don't think we're gonna get it. But I saw well, Nay read one from Reddit that I thought was interesting, but it's long too. But is it a guy saying I still actively use the word? If it's not, then let's just move on. Because he 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 addresses us directly, <clears throat> like. Is that one a good one? I think it is. I mean, that shit is long. That's literally four paragraphs. Because he really, really breaks it down. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Oh, you see it? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go ahead, read it, Tyler. Okay. Yeah. The subject is white guy response to Mike's Mike's question. question. 28 from the Caribbean. Scottish and Portuguese ancestry, since y'all were breaking down the Iranian-Hispanic comments, ha-ha. Between the ages of 14 to 17, I would debate black people on why I couldn't say it. But by 18, I had matured enough to realize that the least I could do to take responsibility for history was challenge my entitled presumption that I could say anything, especially when that word related specifically to a group of people who were telling me not to say it. I would also use the word as a verbal weapon if black teenagers or adults were picking on me or my friends and using race as a pretext in their attempt to bully us. Parentheses, look at those white kids. Let's try to intimidate them and call them white boys, Harry Potters, crackers, that sort of thing. It's calling people Harry Potters a thing. I never heard that. I never heard it either. Harry Potter. <laughs> looking ass nigga. You Harry Potter looking ass nigga, he's still going to put nigga on it. Right. And I'll spare you my white tears, but as a child and a teenager, this sometimes went beyond name-calling. I would use the word with violent intent to show I could play their racial game and that I wasn't afraid of them. I'm much more nonviolent these days, empathetic, hopefully. But here's the thing. If a black rapper is using that word in their songs, which which they are selling as a product and performing in front of crowds of white people, I think it's permissible to rap the word. How are you going to make something to sell to as many people as possible and expect people to buy and enjoy it and attend your shows to sing your songs for $50, but they have to censor themselves in their consumption of your product? Interesting. That would be like me being sold a candy bar, but I can only eat it under my bed. (laughs) I want to, wow, I want to eat what you sold me wherever I want. Hold on, because I can see faces in the background. Let me focus on this. Okay, (laughs) consent to the usage of the word is implicit in the song's distribution. If a black rapper is going to... Wait, if a black rapper is performing to a crowd who that rapper knows in many instances is majority white, I think they have compromised the prohibition of the word to the entertainment of the crowd. If a rapper came on stage and said, hey, white people here, I'm not cool with you saying the N-word when you sing along, then I wouldn't. Same thing if a black person in the crowd tapped me on the shoulder and asked me not to say it. Otherwise, fair game. I'm going to rap every song, every word to the songs I love. The next paragraphs are pure speculation. To Rod's question, why do you want to say it so bad? I think a lot of young white people hear the word as the cool word to say and want to speak the lingo of the time. It's the... <laughs> It's the equivalent to smoking weed as a 13-year-old and feeling like you're an outlaw, stepping out of childhood, defining yourself. I think most white people who possess some cultural sensitivity grow out of this in their teens. In my experience, whites who casually use the word past adolescence never interact with black people, so their use of the word goes unchallenged. They never feel uncomfortable because they're surrounded by white people always. The Caribbean isn't like that, mostly. 
Also, this is Les Berger. Also, if you grew up with casually racist parents or in a racist society, I think whites benefit from the privilege of thinking that language is simply how people relate to each other without comprehending the full magnitude of that word and its historical legacy in relation to you as a white person. I know this was certainly true for me as a teenager. I just thought I was telling someone to fuck off. Obviously, I knew it was attached to slavery and aspects of black history, but at the time, that was less important to me than was my need to angrily tell someone to fuck off. My anger took precedence over my understanding. A little long, but I hope you found this interesting. Peace. Hmm. That was great. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with any of it, but that was was very, um, what's the word? Um, Enlightening, I guess. And it kind of tied into what the other guy, you know, Mm -hmm. said. uh, One of the other emails we got. You know about it being sort of rebellious. Mm-hmm. You know, being a, being a, being a teenage teenager saying it until you know better. Yeah, so. I thought the part where he, we, I think we've even discussed this briefly, but I thought the part about where he was saying, you know, if you're a black artist and you're selling your art to mm-hmm. as many people as possible, how do you expect the people in the audience to not say the word? He said it's like um, having to eat a candy bar that you bought under your bed. Yeah, he should have said <laughs> like a, a Snicker bar, and then no. you have to not eat the nuts on it or something. Yeah, or the, the, eat the, these nuts, the, motherfucker. Same <laughs> stupid shit. The nougat, nu- this is nougat, whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, nougat, the like yeah, the the creamy, po- fluffy. It's probably, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're right. Don't let don't let Mike Mike do that to you, man. <laughs> no, I was trying to. Right. I didn't say a fucking word. You don't have to. Y'all stay blaming me for shit. <laughs> you looked at him like you dumb motherfucker. It's not nougat. <laughs> no, I'm gonna me. Go ahead, man. Don't let me. You being like B right now. <laughs> You know, B, he'll, he'll stop everything he's doing. No, just B just doesn't say anything anyway. I guess. I don't know. It was just the way you responded. Go ahead. <laughs> what you about to say? I wasn't. That was the whole point. I no, wasn't about not. to say a word. You you worry about the, uh, the concert stuff. Weren't you about to say something about the concert you were, stuff? You were, I already yeah. said it. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but yeah, that's cool. Okay. So more like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So more, <laughs> more like that, please. Um, you know. I mean, I I, I kind of understood what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he it, made some made really a lot of good sense. points. Like, yeah, yeah, but but what do you know. think, Rod? About if you're a black artist mm-hmm. and you're putting that word in your music and you're selling it to people, mm-hmm. how do you feel about getting upset if those people then recite that word back to you? I think in those those situations, it's not necessarily. I, I think they don't necessarily make it for them. They just so happen to enjoy it. Like, because when Jeezy makes a thug motivation, he's not making that for white people to but sing. But he knows white people are going to consume he, it. I mean, if they do, he still has the right to get mad that they say it because he didn't mm-hmm. make it for him in the first place. Well, you just so happen to enjoy that music because you want to relate to that lifestyle. Do you, though? Okay, so if I'm a, if I'm a current rap artist mm-hmm. and I'm making rap music, I would assume that the vast majority of rappers that are out now know that a large portion of their audience is going to be Caucasian. Okay. I think they would be absolutely foolish to think that mm-hmm. it's going to be more like a, uh, an 80-20 with black people. Right. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Okay. So how could they then – and this is not my stance. I'm mm-hmm. asking the question. Yeah, I'm going to answer it. How, how, this wasn't for you. That was for the dumb people that might be like, ooh, Mike's Oh, saying. okay. Go ahead. So it, how can they then get upset if they make this art – and then they put this art out, and then somebody that is outside of their culture consumes that art and says, oh, I want to recite this. How can they really logically get upset? That's the kind of the question that he was posing. 
Go ahead. Because because the like to Rod's point, like I don't think that the majority of these artists go into making music saying I'm making this music for this particular subset of people. Mm -hmm. I'm making this music because this is a representation of me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm making this for people like me. I think that's kind of somewhat implied in not all of the music, but some of the music. Listen to the lyrics. Like it doesn't address white people and their concerns and things that they're going through. Like to pick a butterfly. Yeah. But how much does that matter at the end of the day? well, Well, I think it matters in a sense that if I make something for you, mm-hmm. then you can recite and and bring it, throw it right back. I think I, I think I think music is a slippery slope because the listener has every right to say or re, or recite whatever the the Lyric, songwriter yeah. the the lyricist is saying. They they have that right. I, I'm not I'm not saying that people that listen to uh, words with the n word, white people that listen to that they, that you can't say when reciting. I. I don't want to give like a break, but I understand, right? But I don't think that that the intent of that original composer is for them to recite that back to them. It doesn't matter if it's the intent. What I'm saying is there's no way that I would ever believe that a rapper thinks that his audience is going to receive that intent and say, because I understand your intent, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this. Any rapper should know that if I'm dropping this mm-hmm. album, a lot of white people are going to hear it. Yep. So that's when the discussion kind of changes because the intent doesn't really matter anymore. I, but but I, I think that that's where the education level from the person listening needs to come in because, again, this music wasn't necessarily made for me. This is just cool. This is what's, mm-hmm. what society is deeming as cool and I want to be cool too, so therefore I'm going to say it. No, no, I get that part, but I'm saying, does the artist himself or herself mm-hmm. or themselves do? Can they look at that audience and say, "I'm pissed that you guys are saying my lyrics that I put in this song that I knew white people were going to hear"? To to a certain degree, no, and that's why I say it's a slippery slope when it comes to music. But if I interact with you on a, on a human person to person level, don't be calling me no nigga. But if you're reciting my lyrics right. back, then you can call me a yeah. But, you, but you're not calling so me. You're just weird. reciting my lyrics of the picture that I'm painting of myself or and my people or my community. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, it, it's not when when I feel like when an artist uses the word nigga, mm-hmm. it, it, it's obviously for you to receive it, mm-hmm. right? But it's not. Again, it's a slippery slope. I, I think it's okay for people to recite it, regardless of whatever color or creed you are. But again, I think if you're having that personal conversation with that artist, don't call me a nigga. What are you about to say, Tyler? I was just going to say that the word nigga is not a commodity. Like, it's not a part of the... They're not selling you the word nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, I checked the stock market. Like, the word nigga is now. Like, it's not, it's not a fucking commodity. So, like, the idea that because, like, oh, you're selling me this product, so that means that I now own this oh, word like yeah. i bought your cd so now i own this word and it's mm-hmm. mine to use i just think that's a really convoluted argument right. but i don't think that's how they're looking at it i don't think they're looking at it as i now own this word i don't think they're even looking at it as you sold me this word what they're looking at is you sold me this product as a whole and now i'm coming to your concert where i paid money to come to your concert and now you're telling me after i've paid that I can't sing these lyrics back to you when I see everybody else doing it. 
That's how they look at it. So the word is part is part of the package. Yeah, I don't think they're separating the, the word. That's the part that I think is getting missed. They're not separating the word. The word is part of the entire package, and it's hard to explain to certain people why that word should not be part of the package. I understand the argument that he's making. Like I understand why this makes sense to him or makes sense right. to some people. Like when I was separating it the way that I was, it wasn't because I didn't understand what he was saying. I'm like, like when you put it this way, when you look at it like this, like when you buy somebody's music or you buy a ticket to their concert, what are you actually buying? You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the idea that, Oh, well telling me that I can't say this word means that you're telling me I have to eat a candy bar underneath my bed. I just think that's, I mean, I get where it's coming from. I just think it's weird as fuck. Yeah, he's basically, I mean, I get it. He's basically telling me, like, he's saying, like, you sold me this candy bar and I can't eat it in public. I can only eat it under my bed, meaning where nobody else is going to see it. So the way he's trying to relate it is, okay, I can sing the nigga word, but only in private in my room where nobody else is going to hear. I think the, the, the issue is it's very hard to explain to a lot of these people why that's offensive. Like, I get what you're saying and I get what you're saying. But when you're saying separate this word out from this package that you are consuming, it's just it's a very hard discussion. You know what? I think um, thinking about some of the letters that that we we've read, I think based on where they are, mm-hmm. and based on the way that the the history of this country is not really being told that. There's some ignorance on behalf of the people that do say the word. Some use it as a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Some use it as, as a form of entertainment because mm-hmm. it's in a song. It's <laughs> only until they become educated about why it's offensive mm-hmm. that they start to redact it from their everyday use. Exactly. But it takes that education first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and until that happens... They won't get it. To them, it's a song, mm-hmm. and I'm reciting a lyric. Right. I see it's a cool thing. It's slang. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't understand the historical context. Mm-hmm. All they know is, yo, slavery was bad because nobody's really breaking it down. And until they get around other black people, that's when they start to kind of understand a little bit more of why that word is offensive. I think a very important piece that um, some people are missing is some of these people have said that I would not – call somebody a nigger but i would recite the word nigga if i'm reciting a rap song so it's like on one hand they mm. do understand that that word is bad to say to a black person but they don't understand why someone would be offended if they are reciting their own lyrics so that's the part that is is interesting to me i think it's the same as like <clears throat> the same way a child wouldn't a child that doesn't use his profanity around their parents mm-hmm. would censor rap rapping or singing along that song with the in the presence of their parents the song may actually use profanity but that that child is mm-hmm. not going to use that profane word mm-hmm. in front of their parents but the difference is some of these people will rap those lyrics around black people at a concert but what they will not do is they won't call you hey what up nigga they won't do that but if okay. they're at a concert mm-hmm. and the the nigga word is being thrown around the song they'll sing it back so it's like they understand I can't call you nigga, but I can say nigga in this music when I'm reciting the lyrics. That's back. not what I'm saying, though. I'm not, I'm, I know I'm, that's not what you're oh, saying. Oh, okay, that's why okay. I'm saying these are two different situations. Like it's hard to explain to a kid or even an adult sometimes 
who bought this music and feels like he's part of the culture mm-hmm. for whatever at whatever degree. Right. He knows that I cannot walk into a room to black people and say, what up, my nigga? What up, my nigga? How you right. doing, nigga? They know that. Right. But they don't know that if they're at a concert, they don't know that saying that word is going to piss a lot of people off. That's the part that they don't get. And all I'm saying is that they should get it if the, if you relate it to the way a child use, doesn't use profanity around their, their parents. But it's not the, okay, it's not the same thing because they are still comfortable saying around black people because they don't feel like they're calling that black person a nigga. Right, and, and, the, and the child doesn't feel like they're calling I, I don't know do you maybe you know i mean the self-censorship i i yeah I self-censorship like you're, you're, is across the board right? it's not though that's what but i feel like it should be i know i'm with oh, you there oh, it okay. should be but i'm saying yeah. relating it to the child not saying fuck around his parents even if it's not he'll he's not relating the, the kid yeah. is not relating like if i say fuck around my mom she's not gonna think i said fuck you mom She's just going to think, well, that's not the way you should be speaking. So that's not really the same thing as a white person at a concert reciting nigga in front of other black people. Like I, the, 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 the part that they don't get is why they should not. Like a, a child understands don't curse around your parents because it's a respect thing, which right. the white kids at the concert don't get. And they know that their parents might discipline them. Right. They're missing that part as well. Mm. So when they're at a concert and Jay-Z is nigga, 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 they're in the audience, nigga, 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 nigga. But some of them think when I leave this concert, I can't nigga, nigga, nigga around people. That's the part that's so crazy to me. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I see what Like they, they know this to self-censor themselves when they're talking to a person. Right. But they don't know to self-censor themselves. I don't know. It's just weird. Hmm. I mean, the, the guy basically said it. Yeah. That's how a lot of these people think. Like, you sold this album, then you knew that we were going to consume it. So why are you now mad that I'm saying the word back? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, well, I didn't say it to you. I didn't call you that. So it's like, how do you even approach that conversation? I, that's what I was that, And that's why I brought in the, the kid issue. It's we, like, you, yeah. But, yeah, we run yeah. them all. We, we, we need more. Send us, send us another one, mm-hmm. one of you. Uh, uh, what do you call them, white niggas? Cheddar Bobs. Cheddar Bob's. Send us another one. That was a good one. We got a good conversation. One of you, one of you, Tommy. What's his name <laughs> from uh, Power? What's Tommy's last? Tommy Egan's. One of you, Tommy Egan's. Go ahead and send one of these. Uh, <laughs> I thought we had plenty. You just didn't go through them, though. Nah, I went, I went through the ones that we got. I thought it was a lot. I thought in, it was, in the email. Yeah, because I thought it was a lot of responses to that particular one. Well, uh, I have to go through them. But yeah, yeah. I and, think it was. A, and if you said you missed others. that, right? So yeah, I think it was a lot of responses to that particular question we read off. Okay, and if, and if there's others, I'll, I'll pick them out and, and, and read it next week. Um, I had a crazy week last week, so I uh, just put the show together today. So, But, uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. We out. Peace.